Portland, second round of the series. And uh, this thing got kicked off last weekend with a lot of fireworks, some takeouts, uh, lots of drama. What did you think of everything? Typical Anaheim one. Yeah, a lot of guys coming in with expectations, but doing a lot of guessing also. So kind of want to see where you fit. You know, like the top three in the 450 class all seems surprised to be up there. Ken, the winner, like, can you believe that? Second place, Webb was like, that's the best I've ever done here. And, and Barsha, I, he seems to be happy no matter what's going on. But, yeah, it's, uh, now it's been established a little bit, and I think the guys that didn't do well are going to step it up. Yeah, you always have those first race jitters that, that sort of affect the way everybody rides. Tomac's never done well at the opener. Uh, but historically, you mentioned earlier, he came back and won last yep. year at the second round. Yep. Today in practice, he was fastest in qualifying. Uh, he and his teammate, Dylan Ferrandis. And as you're seeing right now, this was the other news from today. Big crash from Ken Roxon that collected Chase Sexton. And we don't quite see Chase go down, but neither one of them returned to the track for fast laps. That was uh, close. Yeah. Ken circulated and you know cruised around, but I'm sure his bike was bent up. They both, uh, Sexton appeared to be holding his elbow and bleeding from the elbow. Uh, you could just tell Ken was in pain. He didn't jump up from it. He sat yeah. there for a while. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects those two. They were obviously the two heavy hitters from A1. Yeah, that's a big hit. I mean, there's no really nothing, anything you can do about it. You know, I mean, he's just going through the whoops, Ken was, and once it started going sideways, he's trying to save it, and then there's nowhere to lay it down in the whoops. You know, if you're going through a corner or something, you can figure out how to bail out of that or jump off. But he was attached and kind of on a bull ride, and unbelievable how close uh, his teammate came to hitting his helmet and that's one of those ones where they're going to go back and ah that was close shake it off and perhaps they kind of got that out of their system and they're going to come out in the heat race and be reset it's not ideal though right i mean anytime you have a big a big one in practice like that um you do have to go back and collect yourself and yeah. it takes some some effort and some mental focus to get yourself back in in the right frame of mind yeah uh, you know i mean Ken just went back out like, uh, oh, he took some time and he went back out and finished practice with no visor. I'd have been like, can somebody get over here? Run, run, bring me a visor. <laughs> I'm not going to do any practice without a visor, but I, I think he just went like, look, that was a goofy thing. It happened. Nothing we can do about it. Could have been a lot worse. It, it's not. So he went out and got back to business and um, that's what you have to do, especially with a red plate. Absolutely. The other big news that broke uh, just yesterday is that Justin Brayton is not going to be racing tonight. Uh, so without making this political at all, he is one of the riders who opted not to get vaccinated. Uh, Feld gave everyone a, uh, two options. So you either get vaccinated and show us your card, or you'll get tested every single weekend at your cost, your expense, 50 bucks a, a test. And if you fail a test, you're test positive, you're out for the weekend. Well, Justin Brayton tested positive, um, and he's sitting out this weekend. And he was very cordial uh, about it. I think he's confused. He goes, I feel totally fine, so this is really weird. Uh, but then he went on to say, you know, don't be mad at Feld, blah, blah, blah. And I, to me, I'm bummed that he went that extra mile to say that. This is a bullshit policy at the end of the day because you could be vaccinated, still be carrying it, testing positive, spreading it at the races, but, but you're not a concern because you turn in a yeah. card, which I would bet that the majority of these cards are fake anyway. That's what all these guys have been doing. Courtney rocks and alluded to as much yeah i think that's what she was getting at and you know um it's all kind of ridiculous as far as i'm concerned you know as a racer um if i were racing now i probably wouldn't wear a mask the only reason i wore a mask when i raced was because it was protecting me and i wasn't wearing a full face I, 
I'll just let people take it from there. I mean, that's what I think of it. It's, it's unfortunate, and it does open the door to the, the possibility that, that Ken could have a points lead, you know, a few weeks from now and then have to sit out, which is, that's weird. I, I, can you imagine having the flu and can't race? I mean, I've woken up plenty of mornings feeling terrible and had to go race or felt fine, and I wasn't worried about anybody around me that was sick. I would just stay away from them. You know, it just kind of takes common sense. And that seems to have gone away uh, yeah. recently. And, and like, like you just mentioned, when this happens to a Ken Roxton or another guy who is trying to do the right thing and, you know, doesn't want to lie about a card but doesn't want to take this vaccine, and they tell Ken Roxton, I know you're the points leader, but you got to sit out this weekend. Yeah. That's going to be like a big it. problem, and it should be. I don't like it. What I do like is the fact that this, the racing this year is so deep. You can go back seven, eight places and – you know, we've said that in the past, like, oh, look how deep it is. But really, there's only three or four that can win. This year, it looks to me like five, six, or seven can win, maybe eight. It, it's unbelievable how many of those guys are, like, within just a fraction of a second of each other through each of the practice sessions. And they've all won before. So it's excellent to see this kind of depth. So if you're following along with us, the uh, 30-second board is now sideways for the first 250 heat. And the gate is down. So there's some guys that have, have to have some rebound rides this weekend. Uh, Joe Shimoda and Nate Thrasher, a couple guys that come to mind, both rode well, but just had caught the gate, had a crash, whatever it was, and, and did not get the results that they needed to have. And speaking of, Joe Shimoda gets out front. He's leading this one early. I can't see who that is. Somebody, oh, there's a stack couple guys. Welcome to the LCQ, gentlemen. Yeah, pretty tough to rebound from something like that. And I figured that would be a section where a lot of guys were going to have trouble going in after the whoop section, right before the finish line jump. That's going to be a, just mark that down as a place where you're going to be able to make moves. Mosman tucking it up the inside. He needs to have a rebound race. I, last week when we were wrapping up the show, we were talking about the 250 class and what do you think? And I forgot that he had come from so far behind up to sixth. So a solid ride, but not good enough for a championship. And he came out firing in practice and was fastest lap, fastest lap, fastest lap, till the very end when Craig took control. But Moseman has a lot to prove here. Absolutely, and he's got the speed. So the running order right now, Shimoda, Moseman, Seth Hamaker. Can't quite see who this is. That Blos behind them? Can't tell, but I, I, I know this, that uh, Shimoda was disgusted with how things went last week and getting stuck in the gate, then crashing on his own. Um, I watched a video and he didn't hold back. He was, he didn't even, it was just a cuss word and a bunch of silence. So I know he is super motivated. And I've seen him in, in uh, some preseason videos and putting in a lot of laps. And he's somebody that uh, Jeff Ward worked with for a little while. And I asked Jeff about him. He said, I, he's really fun to work with. He listens and he executes. You're not going to see weird stuff coming from him. Weird stuff happened to him last week. And then he got a little bit out of his, his uh, typical rhythm. But he looks to be in a good rhythm here. Now, this kid is definitely going places, and it shows right now the fact that he's able to, to stay in front of Mosman and really pulling out a little gap on him at this point. Yeah, it's impressive. Mosman, so fast in the practices. Now, like I said, it wasn't until the very end when Craig was able to go quicker, but uh, Shimoda holding his own. And it's interesting to see the roles change. So last year, Joe Shimoda would have been the guy at Pro Circuit just wanted to see, just put in some good results, get through the whole season, you know, show us some speed here and there. Uh, now he's expected to win some races. That is yes. fully expected upon him. In fact, he is the title contender for this coast. 
And Hamaker, I would say, would be more the young kid. Hey, man, just just go out there, show us what you got. You know, have a good night if it's there, but just be consistent, get through the series, and learn. And he's sitting back there in third. He was actually the standout rider from last weekend, and I don't think he's content to just settle. No, but he's also knows that he doesn't really have to do it. Sometimes when you're comfortable, you don't have to do it. You actually ride a little bit better. When you have to, <laughs> it's a little bit more tough, you yeah. know. So right now, I, I think Mosman is going, okay, the track was brand new and fresh and groomed. Now that he's got a few laps under his belt, been able to study Shmoda, he's going to start running up the inside. It's just that when you do that, if you lose your momentum, then... He's got Hamaker on his tail, so you got to keep that in mind if he tries to make a block pass and they both lose their rhythm before a whoop section or something like this. Yeah, this is always the, the, the good and the bad of this opening heat is the track is so perfectly groomed, there's not much separating, you know. We even saw that in practice today. Even as the track wore on, there were six guys within the same second and multiple guys then within the same tenth. It was very, very similar lap times, so there isn't a lot of stuff separating them like the whoops were last weekend. Little mistake there for Moseman. Now, now he's getting in that uh, pro circuit sandwich here. He's got Hamaker right behind him. Yeah, I like the way the rhythm section is because you can uh, blow it and still get through there, as you can see right there. What Moseman did, he was like, okay, well, um, I was gonna, he was going to try to cut down underneath. Uh, Shimoto messed up, couldn't get the rhythm section into the corner, and it looked like Moseman had it in his head to just cut it underneath. Couldn't get the, I think it was smart. Shimoda like checked up just a tad so that he couldn't cut underneath him and it ruined his rhythm, but it didn't ruin the race. I don't like it when they have a section and you can't do it and then you just lose all those positions. Here, they've figured out a way that uh, if you don't do the rhythm the preferred way, there's still a way to do it and not lose a lot of time and you still have a good race. Yeah, and so you can see here they're on different, different rhythms through this or, or there are different options. I do like that. Here's the pass. Mosman sneaks inside and gets it done. Beautiful pass. Yeah, they have a lot of fun over there at that rig. And uh, same with Barsha in the 450. Will Hahn, uh, you know, I think he's, is always, they're always joking around. And you got to keep it light. You got to find the balance between having a good time and, hey, we race because we like this. It, it doesn't have to be all business. But there is a point where you got to get the business. And now Mosman is up there where he belongs. See uh, what Shimoda can learn from him and if he can hang. And, you know, having been over there at, oh, and here comes Shimoda back up Bam. the inside. Oh, grabs his front wheel. He was coming in for the kill. That's uh, kind of riding and kind of intensity was what I kind of sensed from him in the interview after Anaheim. He was really disgusted. And right here, doing something about it. It's one thing to say. It's another thing to do it. And here comes Mosman again. Yeah, Mosman's not going to just lay down on that one. And there's the payback. He gets him back again. Shimoda makes a mistake. I like the way that Mosman went about that because it was like, hey, uh, I don't need any IOUs for later. So he, he did it clean. He, he could have made that. He definitely took the line away, but oh, he yeah. didn't make contact. You're right. But he's not like thinking, oh, i got to worry about him later. He doesn't have to. That was as clean as it could get. How did you react when you would get passed by somebody? Were you a guy who, you know, they always say you got to pass them right back. If you, if you settle in behind them, the chances of you getting them are less. They, they continue to decrease. But it at depended. times you've seen, you've seen where a guy will let somebody go and, and study their lines and learn and then make a pass later. But, like, for me, especially if someone blocked past me, I had a problem, like, I would get him, I would get, let my emotions sort of override. Yeah. And I don't think that's good. No. No, you learn that early on, you know, and it, 
um, early in your career, you get, you uh, usually it gets done to you, and then you learn like, okay, well, um, if I do that to somebody else, I know how I re reacted, mm. so I don't want that getting done to me. And um, you always keep that in the back of your mind. But if somebody comes in there and completely catches you off guard and does what really wasn't necessary, I would retaliate immediately. Usually pretty ugly. So here's the running order. Moseman, Shimoda, Hamaker, Blos, Thompson, Mumford, Carno, Surratt, and Schlosser are your top nine. They're making it in. Walsh right now is on the bubble. Uh, that is a New Zealand rider. If uh, you were wondering who this guy was running the number 101, because I certainly was. <laughs> uh, this is a, a New Zealander who is sort of tipping his cap to Ben Townley as number 101. Uh, he's been over in Europe racing GPs, uh, I believe with a British team, and over here trying to stand a Supercross, not doing bad. Smart from Moseman, not sure where uh, Shimoda would be when he went into that last corner before the finish, and he went all the way down the right-hand side of the loops just to chop off any potential of somebody cutting up the inside of him. Not that that was going to happen, but, you know, it's good, good to have, kind yeah, of rehearse smart. that for later. And nice to see those guys have a little bit of sportsmanship, slap yeah. a high five afterwards, because those yeah. were a couple of aggressive passes. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's just the way it's going to be. As long as you build a bowl corner and you got all that property on the inside, if you go out there, I mean, yeah, it's the best line. But you also realize you just left the door wide open. So you can't be surprised if somebody comes in there and, and block passes you at the end. Like we saw a lot of that at the first round. And uh, you can't blame them for doing it. Yeah. But it's just the design of the racetrack a lot of times that puts the riders in a position like that where you're like, this is going to bite me later, but I, I want the podium. I want to win. I, I want to pass this guy. I'm getting tired of eating his roost. And so um, it just depends on how you do it. You know, when you go wide in a bull corner like that, you've got to know that depending on who's behind you, you've really got to be aware of what's going on back there. And if you did the straightaway right, getting into that corner, and what kind of gap you might have, depending on how wide you're going to go. And I, I like this about uh, Cooper Webb, for example. You know, remember he tipped over on that yep. corner last week. He's going to the inside a lot, which is easier. You don't have to stay in a rut for 50 feet or maybe longer, balanced, which is tough to do, lap after lap, and Tiring it gets worse too. and worse. Yeah. So it's further out, and you got it takes more balance. Yeah, you can maybe triple out, but Webb's able to go in tight, turn on flat ground, and get out. Shorter distance, and it's easier. So over lap after lap after lap, that's, I think, something guys are going to start picking up on. And something that he's really good at is just that efficiency. Not only is he going inside, carving inside of those ruts, and, and most of the time still able to do the jumps coming out, yep. But he'll jump through the whoops. That's been his, yeah. his move. That's easier as well. And I mean, when you got to well, go wide consistent. and it, a lot of times the whoop section is so big and scary that you're thinking, uh, oh, here we go again. You know, yeah. four more laps. I got to do this. And that's a harder thing to bear and to, to deal with when you know you have X amount of time left in a race to have to keep doing that versus, hey, I can just go inside, wheel tap in, jump, jump, mount. Yeah. If you can do that. And do it every, you're pretty sure you can do that every lap. When you're skimming them, you're still looking for a spot where they're not worn out. That's why they get kind of flirting with the edges and catch a tough block sometimes, because they're looking for a place that hasn't got ruts in it and it's worn in to where you get sideways, like we saw Ken go down in practice today. So it's easier to skim the whoops when they're fresh. It's easier to jump through them later on. And today, I think they're going to get worn out more I do than too. they did I think they might end up jumping. It'll be interesting to see what happens, yeah. because if they get that that funny cup like you're talking about yeah and they're swapping back and forth my biggest thing and i think for most guys is that you don't breathe when you're going no. through a set of whoops 
Now I'm holding my breath watching these guys. Cause Those things are huge. I, I did that. I watched uh, Brock take it around in uh, the track walk thing. And man, he had uh, Lurch stand down in there. Lurch is tall. And Brock's up on top. And it's like four foot. Those things are gigantic. Yeah. And, you know, a dozen, uh, 13, 14 feet across, depending on how they build them. And, I mean, you, like I said, I, I, there would be a big whoop section towards the end of my career when they started building like they do nowadays. And I would kind of like dread it, you know, yeah. two or three corners before it. I'm like, here we go again. Yeah, they're <laughs> Fingers in Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so imagine if you're out on a run, like a pretty fast paced run where you're, you can't carry on a conversation, right? You're, no. you're in the 160 plus heart rate. Now hold your breath for, what does it take you to get through a whoop pad? Five, six seconds? Yeah. Try holding your breath for five or six seconds. Then go, just go back to running and do that, you know, every minute, do that twice. Yeah. That's what these guys are going through. Now, if you can jump through, it's just much easier to kind of, even if yeah. it's short little choppy breaths, you can take little breaths through there. So again, I think that that's a big advantage for Coop later when he does jump that. He's keeping his heart rate down. He's able to be very consistent. He's not taking chances that a yeah. Tomac or somebody is by blitzing. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times there's not, it's not much faster to blitz. Yeah, stay on top of them early in the day. It's faster. You know, yeah. I was watching uh, James Stewart talk about it and wondering why guys are not just skimming them and because it's fast but it's not fast if it's fast for 18 laps and really bad for three or four That's you know it. you got to yeah. average it out even if you don't crash you know you could get squirrely and and maybe make a big mistake that costs you time yeah then you just lost everything that you'd gained. yeah the odds are against skimming all the time yeah. you know if you can jump through them if they're that style then definitely do it there's one set that's going to be tough the longer set i think is going to be harder to jump through yeah i agree because it's high speed as well let's see what mosman has to say here Charlie Designs gear, that's uh, some 22 stuff, spring stuff, it looks good. This kid always has a smile on his face. I don't yep. know him too well, but he just seems like a nice kid. Yeah, they got, you know, with like I said, with uh, with uh, Will Hunt over there and Tyler Keefe and Barsha, I mean, they, they clown around a bit, they have a lot of fun. And at round one, have fun. Go to In-N-Out Burger, get your, your like, you know, vanilla shake mustache, you know, do all that for sure. Have a good time. But um, make sure that the balance, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, if these guys are doing that all the time. That That's just not something that I would ever get away with or could have. Johnny O and I, we, we messed around. We had fun. But at the races, we took it pretty serious. Very serious. So I, I, I think it's a personal thing because some guys like to keep it really light and other guys yeah. want to be more, if you're if you're joking around or goofing around, it's off-putting to them. Uh, I do want to mention the couple guys that are out. Colt Nichols out with multiple broken arms and a burn. Uh, we got second heat on the gate right now if you're watching with us. And the gate is down. Uh, and Jalik Swole also suffered a concussion. He's going to miss this weekend. He's hoping to be back next week or, or the race after that. And Christian's out front. He continues to do what he needs to do here. Pile up in that first turn. Craig, Lawrence, Freezy, Marchbanks, Sanford, Brown, Harrison, Schwartz. That's your running order here early. What do you think of this sand? I, it's funny. I hear people bitch and moan about the sand so much. And I'm like... 
well, I mean, as a fan, I like it. I think it. Oh yeah, as, everything's it cool as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like water holes as a rider, as well. a fan. It was great. You know, the sand. I think water when holes. people kind of gripe about it is when they reshape it before every single race. So when you go out there, you, you don't really know what to expect. There's no line in there yet. Or if they use that kind of rocky coarse sand, yeah. then you just get. When you get roosted, man, it's like getting hit with rocks. And um, so for me, the sand, it just depended on, you know, I liked it if I did good there. But if I didn't do well, I was usually finding something to gripe about. First so this, corner is going to get congested because it decreases, gets narrower and narrower and sharper and sharper. Yeah, we're going to have crashes all night, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I will say this is going to be a good test for Hunter Lawrence. Uh, he had a clear second place start. Christian's right in front of him. Although he's not right in front of him any longer. Jeez, he's already 12 seconds out front. Yeah, Hunter Lawrence, I watched the live lap times today. Just oh, no, kind of just taking it easy, you know. And then all of a sudden at the very end of practice, man, it was like uh, the intensity knob just got cranked. And, and uh, Christian Craig was the first person of everybody out there to drop it under a minute down into the 59s. And then in the 450 class, it took a while before Cincerello and then some of the other guys dropped it down to the 59s. But basically, Craig, is we talked about it last week, he's... He's the master, really, of this class and capable for sure to do top fives, top tens every week in the 450 class. So he's won practice at Anaheim, practice at this round. He Garrett won his heat race. blowing past Hunter or uh, Freezy right now. Yeah, he's won everything, Craig. It, everything that he'd go out there and win, he's won. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, somebody like Lawrence that has to stay right on his tail and bother him. Rough him up a little bit if necessary. Get in there and make one of those gnarly passes. And if you get it back, well, whatever. At least get in there and see what it's like to rub shoulders with the guy. If yeah. he's way back, it's Craig will ride perfect all day long. See, and even this three, he's got a 3.4 second lead on Hunter right now. I feel like that's giving Craig too much room. You've yeah. got to put some pressure on him right now and, and push him a little bit. Let him know you're going to be there all night. Well, you know, wanting to and then being able to, man, that's a... Uh, yeah. Craig is amazing. He's, you know, if you drug him out into the, on a cycling ride, he'll probably beat the rest of the oh, guys in this class. Somebody is down right there, big time. In a weird spot, too. Yeah, on the back side of this single. You can't see who it is. That could have been from coming the other direction, maybe, and came up short and tipped over, over to there. But Craig, he's, uh, he's strong. I've seen him out on a bike ride with some heavy hitters. that's hanging no problem with a, kind of that grin, you know? Yeah. And then... He's on arguably the best bike in this class. Um, he's got the most experience in this class. And, um, you know, how are you going to beat that guy? You can't unless you go in and, like, you got to hope for him to do something wrong. Oh, gosh. So that's Garrett Steinke, who is right now running ninth. He is in qualifying position, and that's on a 150, folks. So all the two-stroke fans uh, throw out some good vibes right now. He's got to hang on to it. But he's in position right now to put a 125 two-stroke in the main man, for the first time in a long time. Celebration over there in his pits if he makes this main. He, he doesn't look like he's got that much pressure, <laughs> but he can't afford to keep making he's, those kinds of he's mistakes. He's coming up short on every. Yeah. <laughs> every single the track time. is built for 250 four-strokes, not for this oh, thing. Oh, man. Let's he's go, making it work. Dog. Yeah, he's, he's got to be so flawless. Yeah, well, he, because he didn't have the power to pull him out of a mistake. He's thinned out the bottom of his frame rails a bit, this, just in this heat alone. It sounds good, I bet. He's got Sanford behind him, so we'll see if he can hang in there. And he is literally right on his rear end. 
We run good. Running order, Craig, Lawrence, Marchbanks, Freezy, Thrasher putting in a good ride up to fifth. Theory, Harriman, uh, Carson Brown, who, who came from a ugly crash last weekend, knocked some teeth out. He's in the qualifying spot on that uh, AEO KTM team uh, in eighth position. And Stank Dog here in ninth. You can see that his bike sinks a little bit more between the whoops. It just doesn't have enough power to, to get all that traction across the tops and just float him up there. Yeah, there's so many little things. Not only the extra horsepower, the extra torque, they're able to run a wider tire. And so that, that wider rear tire drives you a little bit further off yeah. every whoop. And I mean, he just doesn't have the meat to get over it. I'm impressed though, man. He is, he is holding his own. Craig continued to just inch away, not like I thought he would. I don't think he's doing all that he really needs to, you know. I mean, he's only doing what he needs to. He's not showing everybody just how fast he can go. And that's how he was all afternoon in practice. Uh, Moseman was actually quicker. And then it wasn't until the very end when Craig's like, okay, kiddos, uh, <laughs> let, me <show laughs> let me just show you what's going on. He went out there and went underneath the minute mark. 59.7, 59.5, and then just went back to the pits. Like, that's two in a row, faster than anybody all day. Well, the interesting story about Christian is, you know, he came from a broken back, which was a huge setback. Spot back from that, and then he left racing and, and was working construction for over a year. Yeah. I mean, doing the real 9 to 5 grind. And I think for him, that was a, a great realization that this is an awesome job to have. Yeah. Um, it's not that cool just pounding nails all day in the freezing cold in Minnesota. So um, when he came back, it was with renewed perspective and appreciation for this job. Mm -hmm. And he's a hard, hard worker now because of it. Very focused. Yeah, I was surprised that the bike ride I was on, it was a, it was a big one and um, by Oxnard. And there was a Tour de France radical guy in this, in this pack, and he was right there with him. And, and uh, you can't fake your way through that. You've got to be in amazing shape to do that. Plus, when you watch him ride, you know, I don't like to use the word natural because it suggests that you don't really work at it, you know. But, but you can definitely make it look good, and he does. He makes it look fantastic. His dad did. He can jump. He can ride the whoops. He makes it look easy. He's in good shape. He's got a good perspective. I mean, this guy certainly can win this class and graduate, move up, and do plenty well top fives in the 450 I don't have any question there yeah I'm actually more anxious to see him on a 450 because I, I yeah. believe and we've seen him outdoors shoot he's put in amazing rides outdoors not as much we haven't seen him as much in Supercross but certainly capable um, and like we've said this is his championship to lose and Hunter like I said he, he needed to show them that he could run with him here and he was a little closer there than uh, than he was all day that's been his thing he He's learning, you know, it, it gets passed if he doesn't win a championship this year, especially against a guy like Craig, who's pretty seasoned at this point. But um, Hunter's speed is, you know, he's he's not second to Craig or third. He's he's down fifth, sixth, like a second and a half, two seconds a lap off. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he can get through the day and, and close the gap a little bit, but he's going to have to close more than that to be thinking about winning. Yeah, I think the at least the way it looks just from watching these heats, the race is for second. Yeah. And it's going to be a good race between Shimoda, uh, Moseman, Hammaker, and, uh, and Hunter. I just don't know if any of those guys really have enough to, to run down Christian. No. If he gets the start and he's out front. You know, I think the important thing uh, for them, if I'm, if I'm one of those guys, um, you got to focus on going, okay, if something happens to Craig, 
um, I want to be in position. So it's about beating the rest of those guys. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it was when I was coming up through the ranks. You know, at one point I got a little frustrated and my dad was, I was like, look, you're not going to have to race against that guy or that guy or that he's about ready to retire. This guy's how many more years he have on his contract. And then it just kind of, kind of relaxed and went, okay, I don't have to beat those guys. I don't have to worry about them. What I got to think about is these guys I'm with, because when we float to the top, then where will I be? Mm -hmm. So that's what Hunter probably needs to focus on or Shimoda, Hammocker. Those kids, they got to go like, okay, maybe we can't beat Craig. Let's just, let's just ride our best and who can finish second and who can finish second sometimes. And I was the benefactor of that when Hannah broke his wrist. I, I probably shouldn't have won that championship, but I did because I was in second when he got hurt. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a little bit different story for Hunter because he's a little older. Yep. Uh, the Shimodas, the Mosemans, the Hammockers, they're young. They've got years. They've got still years in this class where I feel like Hunter probably needs to move a little more quickly. Yeah. Just because he's got years in the GPs, he's a little older. Yeah. So I think his mindset maybe needs to be a little different than those other guys. Uh, but you're probably spot on with those younger riders for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I didn't realize that. I, I, I kind of forget. I don't know the Hunter, you know, Hunter and, and uh, uh, Jet. I've never met him. And uh, I, I, there's so much attention on Jet, you kind of forget. Oh, wait, Hunter's the older one and more experienced. But um, that's a lot of pressure, you know. Like when you don't have the pressure to win, Sometimes you can sort of win by accident. Like, I, I didn't realize it was such a big deal. Then when you are expected to, then you ride a little tighter. Then you maybe don't make the move when you should have made the move. Then you, you know, it's easy to get stuck, and then it's hard to break out of that. And right now, what he needs is speed. That's just, he's just lacking speed. Yeah. I think experience and knowing how to race and against somebody. He, he gave it to Craig a little bit in the heat race last week. And um, I even kind of mentioned, like, yeah, I, I have an IOU. To, and it's like, can we see that in the main? Well, not when he's that <laughs> not far when he's back. he's gone. Yeah, yeah you got to catch him to give it to him. Yeah. I heard an interesting stat today. I need to fact check this to make sure it's accurate. But I heard that in Supercross history, there's only been one guy who's ever won the title that had kids, that was married with a kid. And that was Eli Tomac, the year he won it. And his wow. child was just born. Wow. And I thought, that can't be right. I'm thinking of the Reeds. I'm thinking of all yeah. these people. And then... Huh. I'm trying to sync it up with when they had kids, and I'm like, man, that might be right. Yeah. That's a pretty interesting statistic. Yeah, it is. Now, I don't know if that's just 450 class or it relates to 250s as well, but Christian's a guy with three kids. He would definitely be going against the odds if that's the case. Yeah, I, I think um, as having kids and racing would be, I mean, your thought process and where you are in life is different. You know, you're more experienced. Maybe you'd be more careful. or You know, that that's some, certainly something that would pop up, but also... The thought of uh, being able to be up on the box and be like, come here, get up here with me, you know? It'd be cool to share that and be an extra motivation, I think. You yeah. know? And I've seen Craig up there with his guy, and it's cool. It is cool. I just thought that was an interesting statistic, and it's changed so much, even, even being married. I, I, I mean, speak to it in your age a little bit, but during the 90s, it was like, oh, no, don't get married. That's like the kiss yeah. of death for a racer. Yeah. You, you just be distracted. Just yeah. Girls are a distraction. Keep away from them. That was sort of the mindset. Yeah. And then it, as we kind of rolled over into the 2000s, man, everybody was married. They're traveling to all the races in a motorhome. You know, it's just a different world. Yeah, it's completely, you know, we were, we were young, so I wasn't thinking about kids yet. Yeah. Let's see what Christian's got to say here after his heat win.
he looks really calm to me. Stank Dog made it in. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the, who the last guy was, but pretty cool that he put a 125 into the main event. Good I wouldn't have him. bet on that. That also <laughs> might not be a 125. He, he might blow that thing up before the main. <laughs> yes, he might. <laughs> there, there, there's multiple reasons there could be a cloud of smoke coming from his pit area here in a little while. <laughs> take, and, from, uh, take from that what you will. Yeah. The 450 guys have had an opportunity to see what's going on with the uh, who, who's coming out, uh, you know, uh, ahead in some of these tight corners before the whoops, what's going on with the rhythm sections. The track's changed quite a bit since they raced. But um, it's also worked in. Bogle not he making needs, the main last week. Ride. Yeah, <laughs> earlier in practice, I watched him pop up in the third. But then everybody just like turned it up a notch and shuffled him way back. But he's still definitely fast enough to be in the main. 450 guys are on the line here for heat one. Sexton getting psyched. All these guys have their mannerisms. All right, cards sideways and gates down. First 450 heat. I like the angle Sexton had. I was going to point that out. He's kind of over towards the box in the main. He might want to scoot that over a couple more to the inside. But he had a nice angle and. Having uh, Anderson ride on his tail like that, you cannot leave the door open anywhere because Ando is like, look, man, I planned on doing a lot better than I did at Anaheim, and i got to get the ball rolling here. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. we got some fast guys up front that I want to see. So behind Sexton, we got Jason Anderson right there. Uh, Malcolm Stewart is up there. Third, just moved into third. Uh, also, Plessinger's right behind him. Yeah, Making throughout moves. practice, Dean it Wilson. looked like uh, Stewart and Anderson were just, they always ended up in the top three or four. Oh, somebody's down. Oh, Mac Anstey's down. Yeah, it was Stewart and uh, Anderson, they were in a hurry today in practice. Like, in all the practices, it wasn't like they just had a good one and then an off one. They were fast the whole time, and uh, I, I think they have plans to, and expectations. Big time. Yeah, it's, they're both riding great. Let's see what happens to Anstey here. Oh, he just jumped in and shouldn't have. He clipped the back of Dino and went down. Yeah, that's a tricky corner right there. When you make that 90 right after the rhythm section, you got to get in a big hurry to clear that big double. That's like a triple. Yeah, as Brock pointed out earlier when he was walking around it, he goes, "This looks like a triple without the middle one." So if you get into the inside right there, I mean, on a 250, you're going to have a hard time getting over that double. On a 450, you, you can't get sideways, getting in a hurry and thinking about it. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see a main event where we get all these guys out front because these are the three guys I think right here that uh, probably had big plans at Anaheim and just for one reason or another it didn't happen. And we may not, you know, if Anderson uh, is, I think it would be smart for him to just. I don't even know if he's going to be able to see Sexton here in a bit if Sexton keeps this up. But if I was Anderson and was able to stay right on him, I'd just watch yeah. and and not show him where I can pass him. Like, so what? He beats me in the heat. Um, I'm okay with the gate pick, finishing second in the heat race. Um, I think Malcolm's probably in a little bit bigger hurry than that, but he wants to get up there and mix it. But if, uh, if I were Anderson, I would want to just learn the pace, get used to that, think about changes to make for the main event, um, and then not show Sexton where I can go faster and not show anybody else on the starting line for the next heat where the passes can be made. Just save that up for the main event. 
What do you see when you watch Sexton's riding style? I, I'm just so impressed with how fluid and, and smooth he is. Yeah, His he looks good. His feet are always in the right place. You know, when we talk about foot placement on the pegs, riding on the balls of your feet, he's so light on his feet. Yeah, I mean, what I think is cool about uh, the opportunity Sexton has is Roxon is amazing. Technically, he's unbelievable. He's got just the finesse and being really light on the bike. And Sexton has that to look at all the time when they're out at the test track. And I think, um, you know, not only being number 23 and being at Honda and having my dad watching me like a hawk, I can relate to Sexton from, from that aspect. But also, you know, he's, I think he's very observant. And um, he goes back and studies the videos. And he'll notice and pick up little things. And I think he's learning from somebody that's fantastic. Sexton is probably, if I had to guess, his career is going to last a little bit longer and keep going when Ken's is kind of coming to a close. And um, he's got a good guy to look at right now as a, sort of that rabbit to chase. Absolutely. Malcolm's not going to let Anderson go. He is just poking a wheel in every chance he gets. Running order still Sexton, Anderson, Stewart, Wilson, Plessinger in fifth, Ferrandis up to sixth, then Bogle, Chisholm, Starling. Qualifying spot. And there's Whoa. the pass. Oh, Anderson comes back inside of him, though. That was uh, Malcolm just doing a flyer through the whoops, thinking I could just get through here quicker and make the pass on the inside, but rode the nose the last three or four whoops. <laughs> and uh, Anderson able to anticipate, like, go ahead, man, go ahead. I'm not going to kill myself through the whoops. Oh! Malcolm's down. What did he clip a tough block no, there? No, this the sand burn just he was it oh. didn't hold. It went away. He pushed it a little bit too hard. And um, I don't know how far back he's gonna drop right there, but yeah. you know, you can't fault him for trying to push and get a better gate position for the main and He's only and, back uh, to fifth. Yeah, but uh, that's that's right there was kind of he makes one spot back, but that was maybe pushing it where he didn't need to. And I think that's something that Malcolm's gonna have to learn that in my opinion and from watching him he hasn't learned yet is like he's fast he's good in the whoops it, you know he knows what to do except for he's got to figure out when to do that yeah. and when not to i don't think in the past he's ever been uh fit enough or consistently fast enough to oh yeah he just got drifted too wide that was a pretty dramatic get off there uh but now he finally has the fitness i think he knows that i think he's got more speed and he knows that but he's, he's riding, like we spoke about earlier, I think he's riding with a little bit too much emotion. Yeah. And uh, his, his tirade at, at Marv after their incident last week kind of shows that. Look, he was at, at fault just as much as Marv was. Marv ran that thing inside, made a block pass. Was it aggressive? Yes. But Marv was trying to go forward, and, and Malcolm had plenty of time to see him. There's no excuse for him to say he didn't know he was there, and he just plowed into him. That's what I mean. There's times where he's... His awareness of what's going on around him sometimes he just gets in his own world he's got his blinders on and then you know he's like hey I, I was already committed and it's like well yeah but all the way down the straightaway you had to sense that Marvin was coming I Ferrandis is so far back in this I forgot about him he was fast in the last practice but um he's definitely gonna have to get this show on the road as well like he just uh, makes a, a pass on Dino there so moves himself up into fifth but for a guy yeah. that could burn, burn down lap times like he was earlier today, what we saw to him in the Nationals last year. He's fast enough, but starts is going to set him back. And then getting it's not so much just the start. It's what are you going to do with the start you got in the first couple of laps. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Stewart get a bad start, and 
He's in the lead on the second lap. Um, I thought I was pretty good at that and being able to get through those spots. Adamson Sorello's good at that. There's certain riders that even if they get a bad start, they can they can get past four or five guys real early. So Ferrandis needs to improve that, not just starts. Take the pressure off the starts and don't get nervous and try so hard, but get to get to work in those first couple of laps and limit the damage so you don't have so much work to do in such a short race like this. Yeah, it seems like he likes to let everything kind of settle, everybody spread out a little bit and then start working, which you can get away with at, at a 40-minute moto, but yeah. these little heat races. This goes by hard. really fast. That was an awesome ride for Chase, Chase Sexton, just got the win. Two heat races for 2022 and two wins, so it's so far so good. Yeah, he's definitely riding incredibly Excited to see how he can do in the main. Obviously, he doesn't have any effects from that crash earlier today, which is good to see. No, it had to be definitely a, a you know, whew, that was close. Yeah. There's nothing he could do about it. When somebody goes down in front of you like that and you're committed, there's nothing you can do. But, but wow, I mean, that could have been ugly. Yeah, it looked like his back tire literally went off of Kenny's visor. You know, didn't yeah. clip his head too bad, but boy. Uh, they got away scary. with one there and, and come out and, and uh, ride like that in the, in the first heat race. Um, everything's on track for him that what he has to prove to himself and what we haven't seen yet is him run up front except for the very end of the last year but the title was kind of an important thing and it, this is the beginning of the series and it's real yeah. so if he can get up front and he gets starts I think he's going to get like a like a do-over from Anaheim with the starts that he gets then he's got to prove to himself that he can run it, it's a whole different feeling um, of what you think you can do and what you've done in testing versus it's the moment, except the moment's going to last 18 more laps mm -hmm. of getting ruddier and trickier and here comes this guy and here comes lappers. Can he withstand that? I haven't seen it yet. I think he's going to learn, but right now it's, it's still new and he's probably going to the pits going, okay, fingers crossed, so far so good. You know, that's why I said it that way, so far so good, but... Man, it's, it's really difficult to deliver on a, a main event. I feel like when he gets one yeah, and then he, he gets another, I feel like that is going to be a freight train that's going to yeah. be hard to stop. That's what happened for me. I, I got my first win in Anaheim. Didn't really expect it. Came early and then was like, okay, this is where I belong. And I was racing for wins. I, I thought I should have won the next two rounds and Hannah beat me, but I was right there. And, uh, and I got a few more wins that year and... It changes. Now you believe. Yeah. You're not like, I wonder what it would be like. You know what it's like. You did it. And um, it's proof you can do it again. And I, I totally agree with you. As soon as he gets one, he's going to be dangerous. It's so wild what that does for your, your mental side. I, I remember the first win I had, San Jose in 95. The very next week, Monday or Tuesday at the Kawasaki track, I was like a, la a second and a half a lap faster than I'd ever yeah. done. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I didn't change anything. Yeah. Nothing happened. But I'm the same guy. Somehow I'm just going yeah. faster now. Well, you know, there's like the act as if thing where um, how do I get confidence until I win one and get the confidence? Yeah. You know, so you can just go like, what would that be like? Walk through the pits like that. I'm a champion. Yeah. Um, you stand around at the riders meeting. I'm a champion. You just got to believe it and act like that and sort of rehearse in, you know, flying to the race. Hey, what am I going to say if I get on the podium? Rehearse it, yeah. you know, plan on it. 
that way it's it's that word specificity I think where you just go like how do I like take care of business during the week so that when I get to the race and it's actually happening I'm not going to be sort of surprised and it's something new it's not new you've rehearsed it right somebody said uh, something because I, I always find it a fascinating question you know how do you build confidence you know through, through hard work and you, you test so that your bike is as good as it can possibly be in your training you know you're doing everything you need to do off the bike and your diet's there and your hydration's there your sleep's there it's like you put all these puzzle pieces together but even that doesn't do it, you know. Like, I, it blew my mind here in Dungey on our on the, on the whiskey throttle show. Tell me that he would go to the line and be kind of like looking <laughs> up and down, and I'm like, Yeah, you were Carmichael. Never like, how in the world is that even possible? But it's even yeah. the best have those doubts. Uh, and this person said that the best way to build confidence is to keep promises you make to yourself. So if you say you're going to do something, yeah, like okay, today I'm going to do 30 miles on the bike. And then at 20 miles, you're like, eh, this is good. I'll just, we'll call it 20. Yeah. No, you, you do the 30. Yeah. Because every time you don't do something you said you would do, you don't believe yourself. You, you've lied Correct. to yourself. Yeah. I thought, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, I'd always try to finish um, my workouts, regardless of what they were. Finish strong. And it wasn't just finish strong in, you know, a set or running or riding a mountain bike. It was, my thoughts were... This is going to come down to the end of a race, and I want to make sure that I can finish this race strong. Sexton giving his uh, little interview here. Running order for that heat, Sexton, Anderson, Plessinger, Stewart back up to fourth, Ferrandis, Wilson, Bogle, Chisholm, Anstey getting that last spot even after his crash. Good ride for him. So that sends Brees, Starling, and the rest of the boys to the LCQ. Adam Entick nap in that as well. So when you're on the line right here you're thinking okay what kind of lap times was sexton laying down what sort of lines was he because they can look at the big screen and get an idea of what to expect what are they doing i, I kind of like not always being in the first heat sometimes when i was racing yeah. i like to be in the you know second or third we had four heats sometimes mm -hmm. when we raced here uh back in the mid 80s we were uh it was four heats so you get to watch a few other ones and see what's going on and get an idea of how to come out of the gate ready to go well it's nice even if you're watching whoops let's say because they groom them all, so then, you know, if you're the second heat or second 450 heat, now you've got three races that have gone already, you can kind of watch on the big screen and go, okay, the lines are developing yep. to the right, or, oh, it looks like it's already getting cupped again, I better dart back left, because yeah. you, you don't get a sight lap to see it, you know? Yeah, I think that's, we're going to see some of that. Oh, look at that hit. Yeah, for final oh. transfer oh. spots, for, you know, hey, you're getting sick and tired of following somebody, and you want to get by them, that... That whoop section Is leading up to the finish. Yeah, Anstey just blew Brees out of his shoes. And, it, you know, it's a bummer when that happens to you, but don't leave room. Yeah. You just, you, there's too many good guys now. And you can't blame them for going like, look, this is, I, you're going to be mad, but I want to make the main. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's, it's the last turn, the last qualifying spot. Anything short of murder. Yeah, so right you talked about the confidence thing. I, You know, the... And uh, Stewart just having his race, um, he made a, a big change in terms of his his weight. I think he said he lost like 20 pounds. So put you know put a seat on your bike that's 20 pounds heavier and go through the whoops mm. and triple out of the corner. That's tough. So to work to get that kind of weight off, he's got now a new expectation, and he's already fast. So now he's got to like 
kind of keep the reins back, learn how to do that, when to when to push it, when not to, because man, he's he's got all the pieces. He's just got to. And it's interesting because you know? he's been racing the 450 class for a couple of years now. You think he would have some of that perspective, but I, but I don't think he's ever been this competitive. I don't think he's ever expected it. Yeah. Now he, he probably expects it. And that confidence comes from your preparation. Yeah. Like, I, hey, I've done this so many times. I think I remember Ricky Carmichael talking about, I'm not on the line open. I'm going to do good. I'm expecting if I don't yeah. do good, I'm going to be irritated. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, this was a funny little development this week. All the takeouts, the uh, their way of saying I'm sorry was to buy some merch from the other guy. So, yeah, it was a a different one from uh, like it, when Anderson passed Barsha around that big right hand sweeper and went into the next section. I don't think he weaved into Barsha thinking he was going to make Barsha mad, but as soon as he did it, he had to know all the way down the next straightaway. <laughs> you hear Carmichael on the broadcast going, yeah, watch what Barsha does here. Like, you could just see it coming. <laughs> yeah, the writing was all over those stadium oh, yeah. walls. So I don't know that that was, like, horrible, but um, those guys, they both dish it out pretty good and take it. Um, the other one with Malcolm and uh, Marvin was, uh, Malcolm should have known, Marvin also should have known this is going to be a bummer. This is not going to end well. And he sat there and took all that yelling from Malcolm, I think. This is, this is my guess because he's like, I want him to be all done being mad at me so that when I go to round two, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, that could be some of that. Well, we and, talked about that, you know, carrying on these vendettas weekend to weekend, and that's, that's never a good idea. I think that was probably a little bit of that management there going on between Anderson and Barsha. All right, the 30-second board's up here for our uh, second 450 heat. Got the reigning champ in here, Kenny, Barsha, and the gate's down. Uh, looks like a Cowie AC to the front. Oh. Yep. Oh, he wheelied up that tabletop. Did you see that? Nice move. Man, AC gets out of the gate, and his first couple of laps always are so nice. And once again with uh, Malcolm yeah, Malcolm the great. Well, that's Savachi there, isn't it? Or I, I can't tell. I can't either. I thought it might have been Malcolm Looked the same. That's Savachi there. Oh no, it is Malcolm You're right. I'm yeah, tall. he's got that style. Looks a little bit Chad like Reedish, kind of the way he, he sits on the bike. A little bit like Sexton. He gets good starts. And um, oh. I, they talked to him uh, during the track walk today, and they were like, "Hey, what was it like out there last week getting a start, running up front like that?" He goes, "Nerve wracking." <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he's got more of that right now, where he's a sandwich. Yeah, he's got E.T. up his tailpipe here. Yeah. Eli looking way better this weekend in practice and qualifying. This is That's the kind of thing right there. Like, in the heat race, it's not as big of a deal. But it, in the main event, he, Eli cannot afford to let opportunities like that go. You've got to be a little bit more aggressive and get in there and get that pass done sooner. Like, he was being smart right there. But I see him do that in the main sometimes, too. In the early laps, he's got the pass made and doesn't all the way go for it and complete it. I've seen that too. He kind of half-asses him when, yeah. he, when he needs to just go in and assert himself. It's like he should have been ahead of that guy three laps ago, and there'll be a whole different race. But now race is on. Eli was like 13th, I think, at round one last year, which was in Texas. But um, he won the next race, so he can respond, and he is right now. He did it in practice, fastest lap, and uh, AC is going to feel this pressure. Yeah, and, and it, you know AC just out there trying to get himself back into the rhythm after an injury. And here it goes. 
Tomac to the inside and he gets it done. See that he's almost left the, he's got to complete these passes. I mean, if he tried to make that pass on somebody like Barsha, then it wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have worked. Wouldn't he he would have got him back. AC's not just letting him go, he's trying to fight him. They got a nice gap over third. McElrath, he's got Roxon on his tail and, and, uh, fifth. We got Webb six, Muskin seventh, Hart ramp, and Alex Martin sitting in that last qualifying spot. Joey Savacci tenth. So he is just out of qualifying position right now. Yeah, I think now that Eli's in the clear, what he's going to be concerned about is how's the track breaking down? Is it is it doing what I thought it was going to do? Are we set up wise? Are we good for the main? Learn things right now that he's not worried about what's going on behind him at all. Not at all anymore. He's only thinking about how do I feel. Can I lay down some fast laps that I can go back in the main event and replicate for a longer period of time? What, what do you think the importance these guys put on having the faster qualifier? You know, the winners from heat one and heat two, whoever has the overall fastest time gets first pick on the gate. How important is that? I mean, first pick versus second. Like, is Eli even thinking about that at all? Like, man, I want to – is there some mental side to that? Well, I, or? Could, I could guess, but just from personal experience, it was – it was just for confidence. Yeah. If I was, you know, four seconds slower than the other heat, then I'd sit that back at the box fan, going, "Man, I'm not, I'm not up to par." You know, I would that would really bother me. Versus, you know, hey, my my heat rate was the fastest, and I go down there and get some other little check from Miller or whatever. Hey, the fastest heat. Then I'm feeling like, hey, it's mine tonight. I can win this thing. So that's really what they're going to want to do. I think is go out there and get some confidence, and know that they can go fast, if not the fastest. If you're not the fastest and you're in the ballpark, that's fine. But somebody like Carmichael, if he didn't have the fastest heat, he probably needed a new helmet because yeah. he threw the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, I'm trying to focus on Kenny here and just see if he looks off at all to me from that crash. Or maybe he's just a little little subdued. You can see little. I've already seen little mistakes just in that turn. Yeah, he doesn't seem like bit. he's being like the typical super aggressive Ken. But I think he's also going... Hey, um, I'm going to get second. I think Adam, I mean, he knows that too. Yeah. They, they both know Ken's going to get second here. And the fact that Eli isn't really checking out has probably got Ken thinking, hey, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to really rush it that much. And he's not. Yeah, for him now that he's in second, it would be like probably cool to, there's not a lot of time left, but go ahead and throw down a couple of laps here and see if he can either match Eli or, or close the gap a tad, put down some fast laps. Also thinking about, hey, am I still going to be doing this rhythm through here and definitely got to protect the inside there? How hard is that to jump? Is this the right tire? You know, you're thinking about all those kinds of things. Another thing I thought was interesting today, you know, Webb is typically sitting further down in qualifying. I mean, it's not abnormal to see him from 6 to 10. He's just not good at throwing down a real fast lap early in the day, but he always figures out how to get it done later on. Well, he was pretty decent time today. I don't know where he ended up, but at times he was up into the top three late in those qualifying sessions. Looked much better in time practice, and I thought, oh, that's, again, bad news for everybody else because if he's already going this fast, watch out. Well, I mean, for Webb, this is uh, just a fraction of the main. The main just goes, it feels like a marathon. And so this isn't a disaster. I mean, he's got, you know, Tomac ahead of him. No surprise. Roxon, no surprise. Cincerella, uh, for a heat race and the kind of starter that he is, no surprise. But, um, you know, the main event for Webb is where he gets the work done. And um, 
surprised himself even a little bit at Anaheim. Last year he didn't start off that great. He was like ninth, fourth, I think. And um, he's good at managing the championship. He understands not to get too uh, rattled in the early rounds depending on who's winning or what he's doing in a heat race. He's thinking main event. They, these guys that are really good that can win championships as Barsha goes by uh, Adam there. The guys that can win titles and are thinking championship are the ones that sometimes you're wondering, hey, what's wrong? But then later, you're like, oh, I yeah. see. Now he was thinking long term. I, I think the only thing for me if I'm Webb, and maybe this is, you know, I, I wonder how much this plays into his head, is he's looking at 10th tenth, tenth gate pick in the main event right now. That's not great. No. Top three, four, five picks, you're probably okay. Past that, you start to put yourself in a disadvantaged positions. Yeah, and the, you can see in that shot, it seemed like uh, Roxanne closed a little bit on Tomac, and it probably just last lap. And and uh, Tomac's like, hey, I don't need to, you know, go nuts here. I'll just manage, win the race. But um, you know, it's a little confidence booster for Roxanne to know that, yeah, I didn't start where I wanted, but yeah, look where I'm at. Not yeah. too bad. No, he looks good. I, I did see a couple little mistakes that. Maybe looked a little off, but that could have been a bunch of different things. He's clearly right. It seems like he's always got stuff. Yeah. Like he's either sick, he doesn't feel good, he's got an injury, he's got this, that, a bad December. But here he is, looking good. And Tomac is um, back up where a lot of us thought he'd be, and where I thought I was speaking pretty highly of him last week. I'm, I'm happy to see him rebound like this. It's going to be a lot better mood back there at the Star Yamaha truck. I talked a lot about too, where um, he and Ferrandis would be pretty tough yeah and they weren't yeah and so you know i talked about hey you know eli probably wanted to go there because he's got more freedom and um this could be a lot of star yamaha saying hey get over here because we want we want this high tide yeah. to float all these other ships and so um now that he's won a heat race i think they're like okay yeah. All right. Good. Calmed him so down he can execute over here as well, and they're off to a good start. Well, so far today, he's, he's done exactly what Christian Craig has done: fastest in both heats, just won his heat, or fastest in both time qualifying. I mean, yeah. won his heat race, so now he's on to the main event. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I but, think that once uh, Eli uh, does what we know he can do and uh, has done before, that's going to probably light a fire under Fernandez or, or for. <laughs> Fernand, I mean, Fernandez. Uh, <laughs> I got the As baseball guy. No, for uh, uh, yeah, Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. real name. Is Fernandez. For Fernandez, I think he's gonna like he's gonna be as fast as what's going on around him. Yeah. But if the guy that's right over there on that stand next to him is winning, um, I think that everything's just gonna get a little faster over there, mm -hmm. and so. Um, the main event is where Ferrandez tends to shine and come on in the second half. And the way the track's breaking down, it looks like a little bit sandier. So it's going to get weird traction, like a hard base. And the dirt's going to move around a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Tomac do what he just did, but also to see Ferrandez. Like, hey, where did he come from? Mm -hmm. I, I kind of look for that to happen pretty sometime soon. There's definitely a dynamic. I mean, you and, you and RJ had that a bit, you and Johnny at times. When you have another guy where you're both competing for the same thing, you're both able to win and win that title it pushes you both yeah and it, you know it's probably it would be wise i got to be and, and making a point not to just talk about myself but i got to be at honda at a time where me and hannah were a one-two punch we went one two um more than once then i was one-two punch with johnny o'mara 
uh, more than once. Then I was a one-two punch with Rick Johnson more than once. We talked about that as teammates. We're like, hey, you know what? It could probably end up going like we're, we're out front. And if so, hey, were, were you going to go wide there? You, you just have some sort of a rehearsal a little bit in case. And um, it didn't seem like Sexton and Roxon had that at round one. Um, maybe that's just a weird thing, but it, it seems like they didn't really go over that. Otherwise, it's, then uh, Sexton could have just bided his time a little bit, knowing, hey, Ken didn't have a great month. So, you know, since we don't have any pressure from third, why rush it? Mm -hmm. I'll be able to pass him in six or eight laps, or if he just messes up and gives it to me. Same, there can be a one-two punch over there with uh, Yamaha, at, with with uh, Ferrandis and, and Eli. Those guys can easily go one-two. They did in practice. They did it the second round last year. So seems like those guys ought to be wise for them to, to go like, hey, if this is going on, don't do anything weird and slow us both down. You know, to rehearse that a little bit and just in case. Was it you? Were you the one telling me that Ferrandis was having conversations? Oh, it was Mitch. And I can't remember who the guy was, but Ferrandis was talking to somebody last year at the Nationals. Uh, no, it was, it was actually, I'm going back further. It was, um, it was Purcell, I'm sorry, at Pro Circuit. And he would tell his, his teammates, whoever they were, like when he was winning those championships for Mitch, hey, you know, if we get a start, just, just tuck in behind me. <laughs> like, we're, don't, don't uh, what would yeah. he call it? Uh, uh, don't battle me or don't fight yeah. me or attack me. He goes, don't attack me early. He yeah. goes, because then I've got to defend my lines and now everyone's going to catch us. He goes, let's right. break away. It's smart. Then when we get to the last handful of laps, then you can attack me. Yeah. And he goes, if, if you want to lead even, I'll let you lead, but we need to go. Yeah. And I thought. Yeah, you want to get clear. You know, oh, that's just. That's, an inter it's, that's brilliant. That's but smart. Hard to get teammates to maybe to get on board with that. But, um, you know, once you have a situation like that happened at round one, where to me, that had the makings of an Anaheim 86 kind yeah. of a deal with me and Rick. What if I caught up to Rick and then couldn't get around him and a couple laps later I'd mess up? People are like, hey, well, let's, uh, let's watch another lap or two and then go get the car yeah. because it's over. Yeah. And um, that had the makings of that, and, but I think that Sexton rushed that a little bit too much and he seemed upset with himself afterwards, like, ah, why did I would do that different if I had a do-over? They may get a do-over yeah. here tonight. Let's see what Eli's got to say. Running order in that last heat, Tomac, Roxon, Barsha, AC in the fourth, Webb fifth, Moosecan, McElrath, Savachi and Heart Ramp. So that's Alex Martin, Josh Hill, and the rest going to the LCQ. Yeah, Eli looking confident. Nice to see him smile and kind of that facial expression like it's under control. We got yeah, it. We got it. He's got it covered. Yeah. So the track map here, like you said, this first turn could be trouble. You see guys really hugging the inside, but but right at the face of that first little jump, it it's all coming together, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you said, it's a it keeps getting, radius. Yeah, it yeah. gets sharper and sharper, and it's blind. You, you want to get to the inside, there's this great big bull turn from the, the corner before the finish to the inside of you that hides your, your line of sight to the end of the corner. And then it's a little bit slippery, and it's getting narrower. And then you start thinking, man, I want to get out of here and jump in through the next rhythm section. So there's a lot of things that can uh, put these guys down on the ground, especially when the main event, the start matters even more. Yeah, when everybody's full of adrenaline and going for it, it's like there's going to be that group on the inside hugging, but then you're going to have guys swinging wide and flat tracking around the outside, and as they all pinch, it's the guys in the middle that are going to just get clobbered. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the the way the start is being a little bit longer than last week, plus that long sweeper. I I think that when they say, okay, first guy to go to the line, second, okay, your turn, your turn. It's going to go inside gate pretty much, next one, next one, next. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be like, you know, fourth pick to the gate and be way over by the, the doghouse. I think it's going to favor the inside more tonight where last week when Eli lined up on the far inside, that told me something. He's not planning on getting the whole shot. He doesn't <laughs> expect to get the whole shot, and he didn't. Yeah. Here, if you start on the inside, you can get a good start from there. It's yeah. not a bad angle. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the guys pick. Like I said, I always like next to that box, but it doesn't always work. It does put you a little bit wide here. This, uh, the track, the way it looks tonight, um, hard pack, you know, whatever. What it's, what it's not that the first round was is spongy. Yeah. And I think that's what caught Sexton off guard. When he landed in that corner at the first round and the front end just danced, it's real kind of, it's like a sponge right there, and it, yeah. it grabs you funny. And here, they don't have any sections like that. It's not spongy or rutted as bad, but what it is is unpredictable in terms of the, the, how slippery it is. There's a little bit of loose stuff floating around on top. So let's answer a couple of uh, questions here from folks tuning in. I got one here. This is interesting. It's from Jim Kosky, looks like. Uh, maybe I'm screwing that up. He says, what are both of your thoughts on mastering a 500 two-stroke. I have the full set of 89 CRs for vintage Evo. I end up riding the 500 like a 125 on the track, taking all outside lines. Afraid to stall it, hard to break late on it. I think I'm the fastest on my 125, probably since I grew up with it. Mastering a 500. I never mastered a 500. <laughs> I, I've ridden them and I I've enjoy I've seen it. you ride one, yeah. I've rode the replica of yours. I mean, yeah. it is fun, but boy. It's well, a uh, different I, animal. It's funny, Ed, we're here at Jeff Blackmore's ranch. Um, big thanks to him. This place is radical. I've never yeah. been here. I'm three miles from here. I, I, I live just over there. I could have ridden my scooter here. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I got here, it, um, somebody fired up a 500, CR 500. And you could hear that dun, 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 the vibration and the keeping it from stalling. And then when you do get a handful, like, you know, nice and second gear going into third. Ah. So... <laughs> It's, um, you have to take your time with a bike like that and be more patient. On a 125, it's just, oh, you know, you're, you're sort of bringing a 125 with you. On a 500, it's bringing you with it. Yeah. So it, it takes a lot of patience. And it, when I started riding the 500 Nationals, um, I had to keep a 125 in my practice stable and a 250 and, and jump on those, sometimes the 125, just to remember how to go fast enough and keep the intensity I needed. So from riding to 500 too much. Um, if somebody goes to my Instagram, they'll see uh, some clips of this race. And on there, Larry Hoff, or Myers, he says, hey, did, did riding the 500s last year hurt you for a Supercross? And I'm like, yes, it did. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, when you decide you're gonna ride one, just go out there and enjoy yourself and respect it because um, if you don't, it'll bite you. Yeah. The hardest part for me, I, I can ride a 500 pretty well if I'm just riding. But when the gate drops now and, and yeah. you, you tend to hold it on a little more, a little more clutch, you know, I get myself in trouble. Yeah. I used to ride it on my Supercross track. I remember and you saying that. You trail ride it, Supercross, yeah. you just live on it. Yeah, I got to where I just wanted to get comfortable, and I got comfortable enough to where I could ride on my Supercross track. And, and the reason I, I'm making that comment is because... 
the 500 on a supercross track was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it was way overkill. Yeah. And now these 450s basically are a 500 with more traction and more torque. So yeah. all that much more of a perspective I have now of even though I haven't raced in a long time, these guys got a lot of power. Even their, the 250s are faster than our 250s used to be. And these 450s are probably faster and more torque than our 500s used to be. And on a supercross track like this, that tight, that's impressive. These guys are really good. But they run, they run and handle so much better. It's, it's impossible to compare. Oh, yeah. But it's still, just that brute power. You know, I mean, when you get on one of these 450s, Oh, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's so and so sad. the roost, that's yeah. that's another problem. Well, thanks for the question, Jim. Uh, I want to just thank our sponsors real quick. Yamaha, uh, the Blue Crew, obviously getting their work done on the track professionally. These guys winning shootouts with both their 250 and 450. And also making improvements to their two-stroke line. New 125, all new 125 this year. An updated 252 stroke. So uh, not just their motorcycles, but side-by-sides. Uh, the adventure bike, the Tenere, uh, their off-road models, the X models, their Super Jets, the Wave, Wave Runner. They've got so much cool stuff. Uh, get down to your local Yamaha dealer and check out everything they've got going on. Also, big thank you to Matrix Concepts. Uh, these are quality products designed for racers by racers. And, and I always find that racers make the best products, yeah. right? Because they know exactly what it is they're looking for. They've used a bunch of crappy stuff over the years, and they know what they want and what they don't want. So... I always appreciate that about uh, Eddie and, and his boys up there at Matrix that uh, do a great job. Tie-downs, ramps, fuel cans, stands, mats, easy-ups, toolboxes, chairs, umbrellas, really anything you need to go to the track, set up a pit, work in your garage, all that yeah. stuff they cover. Uh, go to MatrixRacingProducts.com to look at everything they've got available right now. Also, SKDA. They're sponsoring eight teams in Supercross. Uh, we got Chris Blos on the TV right now. His team, the Motul team, is one of those that they uh, they do the graphics for. Uh, they are fully engaged over here in the sport and uh, around the world. And they just have industry-changing graphic design. If you go check out their Instagram page or look on their website, you'll see the, the look of their design is just way outside the box yeah. of anything else. Um, and, and they're starting to get copied a lot, which I guess is the best form of hey, flattery. Hey, I'll be, you know, we're wandering through Instagram and see a bike and be like, wow, that looks cool. And it's usually that. It's usually yeah, that. They, they just do. have a look. It's very cool. Yeah, keep it up. Uh, and great customer service. This is the thing that really caught me off guard about them was when they sh they tell you when something ships. Okay, your graphics are on the way. Hey, it's it's just landed in whatever. Here it is. It's here. It's, you know, it's on its way now. Now it's being delivered today. Hey, it's been dropped off at your doorstep. It's there. I mean, they keep you just updated on what's going on, uh, which is really neat. So, uh, skda.com.au, uh, check out everything they've got going on. And also, On Track Schools. Uh, these guys are a, a partner that uh, I'm just stoked about what they're doing. Um, if you know Don Lieb and his wife, Andrea, they've done a great job. This is an accredited homeschool program, K-12. through uh, It's got a rigorous curriculum developed by their staff flexible schedule, and a proven track record. I mean, you, you can look at the names of just the motocross guys that have graduated, uh, gotten their high school diplomas from on track. Jeff Emig, Malcolm Stewart, Evan Ferry, Trey Kennard, Matt LeBlanc, Joe Shimoda, uh, Jalik Swole, Weston Pike, Nick Romano. Those are just some of the guys. Uh, they're in NASCAR and mountain biking, and, and they work with all kinds of athletes. And, and in today's environment, it's not even athletes alone that are doing that. A lot of people just go into homeschool for a different option. So uh, go to ontrackschool.com and check it out if it's something you're in the market for. And big thanks to uh, Class X 
These guys are bringing back fun grassroots motocross, starting with the 500 Nightmare Race, July 16th and 17th in Clarkia, Idaho. Uh, Class-xmoto.com. Go check that out. We got our LCQ, 250 LCQ up. Um, who's in this one we need to see come through? So Dylan Walsh, as I mentioned. You got Ping right here, 101. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was that skinny about 20 years ago. So the LCQ is about to blast off, and gates down. All right, let's see who we got here. You know what I keep noticing is that although the guy on the far inside, the, the one that got there first on the far inside, comes out in pretty good shape, the guys from the outside keep coming in and having good momentum. You know, Sometimes the inside, I, I talked about it last week, and it's, it's more so this time, the way this corner's designed, they could kind of bottle up on the inside. All They all have the same idea, and it's slower. So what you think want to think about is where's that lane of traffic you want yeah. to be in that's moving yeah. the quickest? You know, I'm usually going back and forth trying to get somewhere in a hurry, and I want to be where it's moving. And that outside seems to be moving pretty good. Yeah, it seems like those guys on the inside, there's one guy they'll sneak through, but everyone else is getting pinched. Yeah. This class is a little scary for me to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm not a big fan of these races. Well, what you're going to learn is what you uh, can get away with because these guys are going to go to the inside and, and uh, sometimes not be thinking about, oh, shoot, that messes me up for the whole loop section. Now I don't have the momentum. Um, it just, it's desperation. Yeah, and then, <laughs> like, what, where can you here, just... Here's our running order real quick. Oh, Woodcock, Wageman, Sanford, Schwartz. Those are the guys currently in. we got... Somebody just went down, 64 there, looks like Harrison. Uh, Walsh is now going to move up to fifth. Robin, Stapleton, Lionsmith, Blackburn, those are your top ten. Let's see what happened here. Good save. From oh, he gets, he must have stalled it. This yeah, guy he did. The yeah, the guy that came into the corner first, it looked like he lost the front wheel. And that's that loose dirt I was talking about. It's, plus, they just did a little track grooming before yeah. this race. So maybe it was harder to predict, but um, yeah, it's gonna be easy to to uh, lose the front wheel or get on the gas early and have it, you know, kind of get out from underneath you and lose your drive. So you'll see these guys searching for you know, like staying out of the main groove and maybe getting into the edges of it. Dungey used to be really good at that. He would drift off the main line and get into that little inch or two inch cushion that starts to build up and still be able to have the confidence to just lay it over and have that front wheel stick when you don't have a rut. And when you see those track marks out there, they've gone out and just cleaned things up where it was rutted, filled them in. And, and typically that's good, but I've, in my experience, there's times where they'll kind of smear the dirt over a rut and it still yeah. exists under there. There's just loose stuff and it looks perfectly flat and you'll go in there and catch one of those edges and go down or they'll throw water down and then do that and it's actually muddy underneath but it, it appears as though it's Yeah, I, I never liked when they back drug it like that, and you're just like, what's going on under there? After a lap, you know, but, you know, that's too late sometimes. <laughs> yes, it is. I, and actually, if they were using a bulldozer, which was kind of the old school way to do it, that would till it in. That would kind of turn yeah. it up a little bit better. Yeah, I want to see those big tractor, like, loader marks yeah. or, or dozer tracks. That's then I know exactly what to expect. Yeah, this is the little skiddies that they, they put tracks on, and it can just make it a little bit deceiving. So you know tonight, as, as this thing's working on, what I'm, what I'm thinking is that the whoop sections are going to be huge. Like to try to get in there and make block passes, um, it's going to be maybe a little bit harder to do that. And 
guys are going to not want to be like getting into the kind of altercations they were at round one. Like, hey, let's um, we're we're pro. We know let's not do that. Yeah. Um, because that's just going to come back and bite you later. You're going to get yelled at all week or all night after the raid, like you, like Malcolm did. But they're I think it's going to be important to uh, be fast through the whoops. And you know, I, we talked a little bit about bike setup last week, and I remember McGrath sometimes. Long after the fact, I worked at, at uh, No Fear with his mechanic, Skip Norfolk, and he said there were times where he would just set the bike up. Look, do you want it to work good in the whoops, or do you want it to work good off the start? Mm-hmm. So here, I mean, you know, it, the start's always important, but, um, you know, if you come off the track and, I mean, off the start in 10th, somewhere in there, and you're really fast in both those whoop sections, that 10th place start's not going to matter very much. It's really going to come down to who can get through those whoops all night. Well, strong. and you got to figure out if they're going to be skimmer whoops or jumping whoops. They look like to me they're going to be jumping. They're already so worn down. Yeah, and there's not as much traction on them either. And yeah. it's the thing that's sketchy about them, I think, is that they always are. But if you get going in there in a big hurry, your front wheel can miss one or two. Yeah. So that's what kind of makes it better to start jumping through if you can. And if they don't jump through them with a certain kind of rhythm, you know, you'll notice that when they get like three whoops to go, they just get the front end high and try to carry it all the way out, just so that front wheel doesn't touch. Yeah. Every time the front wheel touches, if it doesn't touch just right, um, Ken Roxon found that out in practice. If you get a little offline, and you're going down probably. So we got Robbie Wageman out front here. Uh, his dad, Russ Wageman, you remember that name at all? Oh, yeah. This is a moto yeah. family. These guys have been around forever. And yeah, it's good to see him having a good run. And he left the door open a little bit right there. You can cut back well, this under is him. For, this is for second. That was oh, okay. Woodcock, and we got Schwartz going around him. Schwartz moves into second. Dylan Schwartz has uh, had some great rides last summer and um, appears to be a little bit more of an outdoor guy. Supercross seems like it's a little more of a struggle for him, but um, if he just keeps putting these in the main event and building and getting better each weekend, it'll come to him. It's a good run for Wageman. It's cool. Cool to see somebody I used to race with got a kid out there yeah. winning one of these. It's a big deal. Like you cross that finish line and get the checkered flag, it's a huge moment. It's a great feeling. Yeah, yep. huge. Good for him. He's got to be so stoked and his dad. They've put in a lot of laps. I remember. I mean, it's been quite a while. I was watching him race up at Mammoth. It's a big, big deal to get in a stadium like this with so much history and uh, go across that finish line and get the checkered flag. Feel good for him. Happy for him, I mean. And the uh, Walsh, the 101 of Walsh is uh, just outside of qualifying position. Sorry, BT. Doesn't look like he's going to make it, buddy. But hey, I'll tell you what, I give this guy a, a thumbs up just for coming over here and trying it. Take some balls to come out of GP racing and motocross and just say, all right, I'm going to go try Supercross. Nice. Wageman getting to whip it, not just for his friends, but on TV in front of it. What a, what a cool. Yeah, Wageman gets the win on the Yami. Schwartz, Woodcock, and Robin go to the main. Walsh, the last guy not to, first guy not to make it. So, bummer. Looking at Roxon's bike right here. That red plate looks nice. I don't, I'm not a fan of the red plate on any other bike except the Honda. It just doesn't look as good. It's a personal choice, but, um, man, I'll bet you Ken's going to want to keep that there. And No reason to indicate that he couldn't. I mean, it didn't look good earlier in the day when he went down in the whoops, but 
um, yeah, he's fast, no, fast you, enough. Just what we saw in the heat, he could easily win. Yep. You know, tonight doesn't look like there's anything slowing him down. Um, so what do we think about this 450 LCQ? I'm not sure who's in it. Looks like most of the, the typical guys. Alex Martin, he had a bummer. Uh, first round, got knocked down by his, his buddy, Cade Clayson. Do you ever have to go to any 450 L's or main event or LCQs to get into the main? As a privateer, yes. Um, but not once I got onto the factory teams. If uh, I, we, you know, uh, I don't know if I was just lucky or what. I just, I, I never had to go to one that I can think of. But I, the fear of thinking I might have to, I think, kept me out of it. As a privateer, though, yeah, I've, I've been in them. That's no fun. They're no fun. No. It's such a, an additional stress at the line. I've seen uh, McGrath, Bradshaw. like. Oh, it, um, it happens. I think, uh, you know, top, like, Reed, go yeah. to the LCQ before. Oh, yeah. And, and you're nervous for them because they're, they're kind of like, uh, like, I know I'm going to make it, but I cannot make it. You know there's the potential of yeah. something stupid happening. So that's, that's a time when you can see, like, the best of the best ride really careful and make a bunch <laughs> yeah. of weird mistakes is because and you can definitely not make the main by, by doing something plus they're racing usually if you end up in the lcq one of the top guys those are guys you normally don't race around with yeah um so you're not sure like is the guy gonna cut down on me is he gonna do this rhythm that way i think so there's a lot of guesswork going into it and yeah bad feeling to be on the gate for the lcq but Super hey if you're sketchy. a privateer it's it's exciting. Wageman winning that that uh, heat just now is like, hey, yeah, you can. I, I imagine for some of those guys, you maybe they look forward to it. This is because yeah. they know they can win. Like yeah. I could win this I race could, right now. Totally could win this thing. <laughs> get on the podium and, yeah. like, hey. you know, and and uh, plus just the thrill of making the main. Yeah. You know, you, there's a lot. There's a lot to gain, and um, for those guys, it's it's pretty much all upside. But for you know. A, a top guy to end up in there it's all downside yeah it's definitely a different vibe uh let's do one more question here before we get back to it jeff beaver j beaver 1776 says what are your thoughts on the new fim supercross announcement in europe with no production role do you think the chance to ride full work spikes in supercross will lure away some of the top guys from the u.s we were chatting about this a little bit earlier and i, I don't see that series no matter what it does pulling any of our top guys away this is the premier Supercross series in the world. I don't see that changing. Um, however, you know, we looked at, like I mentioned Justin Brayton, what he was doing, going to Australia, doing that series, mm -hmm. doing some off-season Supercrosses, and then coming back here and racing Supercross. That was a cool program yeah. he had. Uh, I think he was making probably more money than anybody in purse money. Yeah. Because he won the championship in Australia. He was killing it in Europe. He'd make so much money over there. And then he'd come over here, and he's a top five guy. Yep. So he was yeah, probably... Yeah, he didn't lose anything. I no. mean, that was just a cool opportunity. So really what it does is, you know, I don't know that much more about it, but it creates another place to go racing. So if you're just, you know, it's musical chairs over here and you get left without one, you got a chair. Yeah. You know, there's guys that decided, hey, I want to go over and uh, race in Japan and, and did that and extended their career. So... Well, yeah, I, it's good to see that it's catching on. I think the interesting thing will be, and I, and I believe this is how it will go, is that that series will run during our nationals. So if a guy wants to just be a Supercross guy year-round, mm -hmm. he can do that. Yep. Now, uh, it will give him an option. So I think 
potentially what we might see is more of that, where guys just go, okay, I'm gonna race US Supercross, then I'm gonna go do this FIM Supercross Championship. It's hard to make money at the Nationals. I mean, as purists, we love that. It's motocross is our roots. It's the, the, you know, the true fans of the sport that come out and brave those conditions and get roost thrown on them on the side of the track. But if you're a guy who's trying to make a living, you don't have a factory ride, maybe you're a support guy or whatever, it's a good Yeah, option. you can keep going. Yeah. We got the 450 LCQ on the line here. Card is down. And gate is down. All right. This is, uh, oh, we got one off the track safely, though. That looks like Hill. That's Hill on the outside there, looking about third or fourth. Moran's, Martin, Cross, Hill. Should top five anyway. Yeah, Hill's certainly skilled enough. He's won a race before. Minneapolis, I think, he won one. Incredible rider. Incredible rider. Just decided, hey, I want to do other stuff and uh, maybe get left without a chair, like we were talking about earlier, and then decided I'm going to uh, do a backflip. That didn't turn out so good. That didn't work but out, did it? It's cool to see him rebound and get back in here. He's certainly skilled enough to win this thing. He is filling in on that Team Tedder team. Those guys uh, putting together a pretty solid effort every year. See what he did back there? Oh. Is he just hung back and played it smart. Well, he got a pile of bikes. I can't see who's in it. Polly. <laughs> they're not even trying to get him apart. Yeah, they're taking their time. Like, yeah, it's over. It's no sense oh. in being in a hurry to get back to the truck. Here comes somebody up the inside. I don't that's, know the that's name. That's Alex Martin and I believe Moran's. Okay. Racing for the lead there. Hill's still tucked into third. Who's this behind uh, Hill? He is going faster than Woods. Oh! oh. Seven deuce, deuce <laughs> puts a hit on somebody. Is that Breeze? Yeah, 200 is Breeze. Running uh, Cole Seeley's original number, number 200. Yeah, it's going to get wild for uh, Hill here because he's so kind of near the bubble and the bubble in these things. A lot oh, yeah. of times it gets popped. Oh, this is going to get ugly. we got Martin, Morans, Hill, and Entiknap in qualifying position. Brees Gardner and Starling right behind him that are currently not making it to the main. See the way that Martin jumped across in front of Hill like that? If Hill that, didn't have oh, the experience he's got, yeah. uh, he would have he clipped his back tire maybe in the air. So, yeah, Martin, a little bummed out with the way it went last week. He got... Yeah, maybe surprised, block passed, and so surprised he didn't have going down and ruined his chances to make the main, but, oh. oh that thing is left and right. You don't want to be his height and see whoop sections week after week back to you back. You don't want to see whoop sections, period. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think. That was always tough. We would see, uh, like, Wardy and Barnett. I'd be watching <laughs> practice and go, how? How do they do it? And their feet would, would never be anywhere near the foot pegs. But they were so strong, man. They would just grip the bike and stay there. And the whoops were a little bit different, you know. They weren't like the skimming kind like they are now. They, they started getting that way towards the end of my career. But they were usually the kind you could time through there. Yeah. But still, man, any of the, the those kind of pop-up jumps or whoop sections, when you're shorter like that, you have to be so much stronger to grip the bike and stay somewhat connected to it because your feet are going to be pretty far from the foot pegs at times. Well, and the longer your legs are, you, you can just let the bike dance a little bit more where when you're short, it starts to move your whole torso and hips. Do you know what I mean? You can't just rotate yeah. and, and let the bike... Oh! Oh, wow. man. Brees just destroyed Entignap. 
Yeah, that's... Uh, Wait, that, and they were both in qualifying position. Yeah, that wasn't smart. That was just stupidity. And Antic Knapp, like, with the gesture going, really? Wow. Why? Yeah, like, perhaps that's the, you know, we just was caught the payback? tail end of that. Boom. I mean, that is just a murder scene. Yeah, that wasn't necessary. He had it. And he came, he's the one that came in hot earlier. I think Adam was the one. Adam gave a little bump to Brees earlier before the finish, so maybe that was a little yeah. payback. Usually when you see something like that, I mean, it, it, it's important to keep the context in there and be like, okay, yeah. wait a minute. This, this started brewing but, a little while ago. either way, man, you're, when you're both in transfer spot, you don't pull that. No, no that wasn't smart. He had a good run, and but it maybe couldn't get stopped. But the brakes on the right, so we're gonna not gonna give him a pass on that. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. We're gonna call that one out. Maybe Starling will come up and give him a little taste of that. Probably not though. They're yeah. in qualifying position. These Gardner guys, now is in the fifth spot, and uh, he's way back. Yeah, these guys. It's gonna be easy for them. There's there's no pressure from fifth. Just finish this thing, get in the main. So Will's saying they're both feeling good, no injuries or anything there. That's okay. good to hear. Yeah, I was wondering. Like, uh, can okay? Again, man, that red plate on the red bike looks good. There's and another uh, Wageman in this race running 11th, RJ Wageman. Doesn't look like he's going to oh. make it in this time. Oh, Is that man. Martin? <gasps> oh, no, no. Oh, that was him. He took him, <laughs> he took him out from a... A lap down. Oh, no. Well, this has turned it into a circus. That, yeah. was, uh, that was a seven-deuce-deuce deuce that waited a lap for him and let him have it. Wow. Wow. I wonder, you know, you won't take a camera and follow these guys back to the pits. Yeah, somebody should. <laughs> yeah, and take nap. He didn't look that bummed when he got up, just kind of put up his arms like, really? But, um... I think he, he couldn't He thought it. about that some. I, you know, I've been known to take a guy out. I did that in Japan once, and um, they were chasing me around going, don't, don't, don't do it, and oh. I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> it wasn't wise. Well, sometimes your emotions get the better of you. Yeah, good job, Martin. Ed. You know, I always, uh, I, I, we'd have to do a, height challenge, but I think between like Ricky, Barnett, and Alex, I think he's shorter. Yeah, he does. Maybe the bikes are bigger too, but uh, he yeah, does look are. small on that thing. It looks like they, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to well, say, it looks like they took a kid out of the, like the mini bike <laughs> class and put him in, like, hey man, go see how you can do it. The height wise, obviously he's a lot more skilled than that, but um, I'm doing a hell of a job winning right here, but man, searching for like a a little better line there on the edges. He gets the win. Amar in the puts main. himself into the main. Good job. I really hope the cameras follow Brees and. Yeah, I don't think that's over. No, there's going to be words. Oh, look at this. Oh, my wow. gosh. That was Brees again trying to get into the position. He wasn't even close. Martin Hill, Starling, and Cross make it to the main. This guy needs wow. to dial down his methamphetamine dosage before the races. That is insane. Wow. He was flying through the whoops. And um, I want to see what happened okay, there. Okay, here we go. 
Here comes Antignap teeing him up. Oh, oh he didn't, oh, he have didn't to. hit him. Oh, look, he fist pumped him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Reese crashes on his own. My apologies, Antignap. I, 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 we just assumed that here. you got oh, your payback. Oh, God, that was brutal. Reese is just crashing on his own. Yeah, Antignap, I, I, again, sorry. I, I, I thought he was... I thought he took Brees out, but he <laughs> just—he got to see it. He got yeah. a front row seat. And yeah. you see this? This guy clips the tough blocks on the finish line. That oh, whole man. race was. Uh, I need a coily after enough. that. All right, we're on. We're. Back. <laughs> 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 the LCQs wow. are always wild. They never disappoint. Um, but really, everybody that I would expect to make it in made it in yep. for the most part. A couple of guys disappointed. Entic Nap, obviously. And uh, I think he's going to go over and have a chat with Brees because if those two would have just... Oh, he doesn't need to now. He's like, hey, got, yeah. you know, enjoy yeah. your But picks. if they'd have both just kept their... You know, if, if Brees would have just stayed calm, they'd have both been in the main event. Yeah. I don't think Brees was capable of being calm tonight. I, everything he did was, oh, what yeah. did he think? He was really on one. Uh, hey, I want to throw back to something. Uh, we, we teased about this if you followed our Instagram feed. Uh, the 1984 Oakland Supercross. We have a video clip that we stole out of... Your dad's archives. Yep. And uh, I want to show this. Uh, take us through a little bit of what was going on during this. Brock and Rick were flying. So felt a little pressure like, oh no, we can't let we can't let these stock Yamahas beat these factory Hondas. So it was Lachine, me, uh, Omera, and Hannah. And um, they decided to build some really peaked doubles, and it was tricky. We weren't getting over them in practice, and uh, Hannah had a problem with it, looped out, broke his wrist, so it was just down to me and, and uh, Lachine and, and O'Mara. And we were top three right off the start, but what I like about this clip is, first of all, it's the same stadium. Yeah, which um, is crazy. I mean, I didn't yeah. realize the stadium's that old. And as Brock pointed out, it goes all the way back, the stadium goes all the way back to the 70s when Weiner had the paddle tires. So anyway, I knew that history when I came to the stadium, and I, I thought it was going to be sandy, and it was super hard packed. So technical, a couple of whoop sections, but a lot harder packed than what I expected. Looked rough. Just yeah, choppy. it was. Yeah. And so I remember thinking, man, am I? Am I? I was in second, then I was in fourth. And you can go to my dad's Gary Bailey videos, I believe it is, and watch the whole thing. Um, good racing. And what I like about it is that it's very similar to what we're seeing now. I mean, there was like six or seven guys in that race that could have won. Um, Lachine hole shot it and was gone, but um, behind him, man, it, there was a big shuffle going on. And uh, Johnson probably should have won the race, but he stalled it in the whoops. And you think like, Ferrand is stalled in the whoops, really? Yeah, when they're that big, you can make those mistakes. That cost him the win. And um, I remember being happy with second. That's one of the few times where I'm like, whew, had a good night, and I got second. Usually I'd be bummed out, but the racing was so good that second wasn't bad. Yeah. And I think that. The guy that gets second tonight, whoever that is, could be stoked. Like, hey, not bad. This is a lot of guys that can win now. Yeah. Well, and when you have a track that's really just brutal and you're out there just trying to hold it together, sometimes you're like, man, I'm, I'm glad I got yeah. out there with a second or third, you know. Yeah, we had, we had some good battles. And back then you had to ride heat races. And the first two heats went to semi one. That was like half of a main event. It, was a, it wasn't eight laps, it was 12. And you had that, you know, whole side of the, the pack. And then heats three and four went to semi two. So you got, you had a heat, then you had to go race again in a semi. 
to oh, get to the main. Mandatory semi. Yeah, so there yeah. was a lot of racing, a lot of laps. And I don't remember him really going out there with the tractor and messing with anything. That's how hard packed it was. Like, whatever they built, it just stayed put. Mm. And it got more slippery. And I think it's going to be, even though it's a little sandier on the top, traction's going to be a big deal tonight. So when these guys go out for their uh, sight lap before the mains, they're probably going to take a really long look at, like, hey, where it would be, might not work in the first four or five laps, but later, that's going to be good over there. And if I want to jump through the whoops, what's going to be the rhythm? You know, wheelie in four and to there. And then, so they're going to, the, the, the uh, site lap's going to take a while, I think, yeah. tonight. Well, another, another comparison or parallel you drew to that year is the depth of the field. Yep. Uh, I mean, Lachine, you, Wardy, I see Barnett, Glover. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the, all the stars of the 80s. And so now when you look at this field and we, we keep talking about how much talent there is, um, even though the, the same kind of three guys keep winning most of it, there's the potential of Anderson, Stewart, uh, you know, all these guys that can win. Yep. Sexton and um, even AC if he's if he can get, you know, once he gets himself healthy. A lot of similarities that way, just yeah. a deep uh, pool of talent. And it's been, you know, like back then you still had uh, Barnett, um, Hannah, and some of those guys that were had been around a while, and they were maybe getting closer to the end of their career. But then you had Lachine, sixteen. Uh, he got introduced on the podium as, "Hey, seventeen-year-old Ron Lachine." He's like sixteen. Oh, sorry, Ron. <laughs> sixteen years old, and he comes right out and wins. So um, Rick was young. I, I guess I could say I was kind of young. Johnny, the younger guys were coming in, and there was this this blending of like some of the good guys. They were still fast, you know. Yeah. But then the new guys coming in and. Um, that just made it like 10 deep of like, man, I might not make it out of the heat. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to go to a, you know, I forget what they called it back then before the semi, but that's when you get shuffled back a little bit and it put a lot of pressure on really riding well in your heat, hmm. talent like that. So after we've, what, what we've seen in the heat races here, what, what's your prediction? Let's start with the 250 class. Craig. Craig's the guy still. Craig's yeah. the guy. He's got the play. I don't think he's going to pass it. He's... He should win. He knows he can win. Everybody else knows he can win. What the other guys got to do, Hunter, Schmo, <laughs> I call him Joe Schmo, Schmoda, uh, they have to figure out amongst themselves, you know, like not together, but I want to be the guy that's right behind Craig. If, if I can't beat him, I want to get second. That should be the goal. Instead of reaching for something that's, that looks to me like it's unrealistic, get second. That's not unrealistic. And the guy that can do that is the guy that's going to be happiest with his season based on how it's gone so far or really happy because something happens and they're in the lead. So that, to your point, you know, and you mentioned that one championship you won where Hannah got hurt. Yep. Put yourself in that position to be, to yeah. be that guy, right? I mean, okay, yep. so Christian's stomping our ass. Well, be second then. Yeah. Make that your goal. You've got to be second in points in case something happens to him you can slide into it. Or if, let's say he even misses a round. Let's say he DNFs or has a big crash and can't finish one race. Stay close enough in points that you can take over the points lead and have as big a cushion as possible. Yep, absolutely. That's the goal. And, and 450-wise, I mean, stay warm. Watch. They're watching the 250 main to see what's happening to the track and if a rhythm starts developing. They're, Craig's basically as good as the top 
five or ten guys in the 450 class. So those guys are going to be watching this main and watching everything that he does, going, oh, yeah, that's smart. He's coming out of there and wheel tapping that, and then yeah. he'll, he'll jump from there to there. I mean, a guy that's that good at blitzing the whoops, if he starts jumping through them, then you'll probably start to yeah. see that. Yeah. Plus, you know, where the dirt gets shuffled. Hey, that inside's no good anymore. we got to go a little wider. Yeah. I think it's really cool what the track designers did tonight. They left a couple of the corners flat. The one after they crossed the starting line the first time over the little rhythm section, then before uh, the in between the rhythm sections, that's kind of the third base, wherever that is. It's flat. I like that. And then right before the whoops, um, before the, the second time they go across the starting line, flat. I think it's, it's pretty cool to have flat corners. And that, you want to go to the inside, but then you need to have a little momentum, so you got to go a little wider, and then you leave the door open. But not that open if you've got a little cushion there. It can get through there quicker. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I like it when it track. does. It forces you to, to pick a line and, and based on your surroundings, what's yeah. happening. Is someone right on you? Or do you have a little lead? So it should be interesting. TVD Main coming up. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You need a drinker. Standing out amongst the others. This is art. It's passion. Be different. Be you. I feel like this is just the beginning. Pairing performance with style. My name is Justin Bogle. Mitchell Harrison. Nick Schmidt. It's Mitchell Falk. It's Austin Black. Brandon Hart. Jerry Robin. Gavin Towers. Derek Kelly. Ben Steve. Martin. Bluff. Mintic Nap. Devashi. And we are SKDA. For the past 40 years, Troy Lee has been painting helmets for the world's fastest racers. This is Troy Lee's office fridge. These are Troy Lee's to-do lists. This is Troy Lee's laugh. <laughs> this is the new SC5 helmet. This was Troy's job when designing a new SC5. My job is really is to make sure that we keep building a safer helmet. The SC5 is packed with features, including the industry's first MIPS Integra Rotational Management System, an integrated low friction layer designed to reduce rotational motion transfer to the brain in an impact. New features include TLDs, EPP collarbone relief, quick release cheek pads, and our exclusive chin bar mounted forced air intake system for maximum airflow. But instead of the usual product video, we decided to make this film about the man behind the SC5, Troy Lee. That's that's cool, you know. Narrated by me, Justin Barsha. Kind of the goofiest and craziest shit you do in life ends up being the coolest. This is Troy getting ready for work. Maybe paint just a little bit here before I go to work just to get something out of my head. These are Troy's paint brushes. Being an artist, you always make it better, man, so it's a little freaky. These are Troy Lee's wrists. Yeah, they're all different of the different events. Just decided to keep them all on since our season was going really good. I'm not taking these off. <laughs> things work and Barsha's kicking ass. <laughs> this is what Troy felt when I won the first Supercross last year. Man, I was just like, man, I could die tomorrow and be okay. One more 
different green on here and then we'll get out of here. We're going to the Laguna Art Store. This is one of the signs I painted when the pandemic was going, I painted up a sign. I cut it out and just lettered it real quick for school they're still using it. This is Troy shopping for paint. I need a, a chrome yellow and a super bright red. I really like it's like a school bus yellow, like oh, this. Okay. This is how often Troy shops for paint. I don't know, at least once a week. This is Troy standing in front of the house he grew up in. We're at my old stomping grounds. I painted every single side of the house a different color, so we went from purple to blue to red. At a party at Sean Palmer's house in 1999, Troy brought two things to the party, beer and flour. I was just walking down the aisle in the store because we were getting beer and then I thought flour would go a long ways and it did, you know? <laughs> they were so white. Oh my God. This is where I started after my house, man. This is Troy standing in front of the first ever Troy Lee Designs office. He's like, where'd you start? And I'm like, right back there, man. And then the neighbors kicked me out the paint fumes are too bad. There was a place down in Mexico we went. Someone. Didn't we go to jail? Yeah, we went to jail. I went to jail with him one night. That was fun. I've never been to jail with him. I've never been to jail, but I've never definitely been to jail with Troy. I might have went to the drunk tank once, but not with Troy, which is kind of amazing, actually. This is Troy Lee's favorite thing to do. I think it's probably still ride. A close second, though, is, is having one of his favorite cocktails, which is a whiskey vodka. Oh, yeah, whiskey vodka. Oh. <laughs> They're sure fun when you buy like 30 of them, give them to your friends. These are some of the things that Troy's friends have said about him over the years. I've been kind of doing this three eyeball thing on every all the different fun things I've been painting in my garage. If Troy could be reincarnated into a spare animal, this is the animal Troy's friends think he would be. <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. I think a uh, spirit animal. Maybe it'd be a honey badger, but like with cool hair. You know, a lot of gel and stuff in it. Probably a hyena. Like, I don't know, like somebody that's laughing. This is Troy's friends doing an impression of him. Hey man, we just gotta do this. It's gonna be sick. Ha <laughs> You know, and he laughs in his little laugh. <laughs> With all this laughing, Troy can't be serious, is he? He is, he's serious about what he's doing, but man, when it's, when it's done, he wants to laugh. <laughs> so this was a Troy Lee hat. It's a Troy Lee logo and the subtitle says it's useless to resist us. And then he signed it, hit me in the face. <laughs> you know, everybody, I, you know, said painting helmets are never gonna make a living painting helmets, what, what? It's something I still love doing every day. I, if I can draw a couple work orders before I go home, it, it's therapy for me. This is Troy's advice for any up and coming artists. One. You gotta, Love it. Two. Don't be afraid to fail. I'm okay with failing, you know, as long as the one right behind it kicks ass. Three. Surround yourself with great people. Four. Work hard and play really hard. He injects fun into whatever he does. I wanna go see my bike, dude, is it in the back? There's still a little kid in him. We're gonna go see my new gas gas, man. Woo! He does it because he loves it and you can tell. His new bikes are so, look at those hubs. You get to go test my, the SC5 on this thing. He's not trying to be this flamboyant guy. He, he's just, that's Troy. To me, I About ready to kick off for this uh, main event here, 250 main event. Uh, quickly want to mention our sponsors again, Yamaha, Matrix Concepts, SKDA, On Track Schools, and Class X. We appreciate their support. We were talking a little bit about potentially uh, what happened with the, the Lawrence brothers. You know, Hunter was supposed to ride east, Jet was supposed to ride west. He has that crash, they switch coasts. And I wonder how ready Hunter was. Physically, laps and all that, probably had fitness probably had the volume but mentally you're like oh wait that changes everything 
It definitely would change it. Even yeah. if you were like, oh, no, I'm, I'm ready. Your plan was this. Yeah. And now it's completely... No, I'm not making the excuse off. for him, but that's a good point. I mean, I'd never had, had that happening, but um, as a privateer, I didn't have the dough to come out to California from the East Coast and ride the first Supercrosses. So when I was watching all that, you know, like in, well, Cycle News back then, I'd see that, and then by the time I got plugged into the series, man, it just put a lot of pressure. I was so much more nervous, mm. thinking, I, these guys have already been doing this a while. They're kind of already used to it. i got to go out there and figure all this out, and it's just sudden onset. You're just like, oh, what, what's happening? Everything's coming at you fast. And so um, if you get, you know, used to that, and these guys have been riding east and west for a little while, I, I guess it's you're used to it. But I think having it go like, hey, you're up, you know, like you're a, sort of second-string quarterback, and they want to pull this guy for a second, and you're in. Ah. Yeah. Well, and there's all the buzz about preseason. The media gets so bothered that the teams won't tell them what close they're racing. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. The yeah. reason is this is a ex perfect this example of it. Reason, because if yeah. you had told Hunter and Jet, I want you both to be ready for West Coast, we'll let you know a week out or two yeah, weeks out. Yeah, still, you still get a picture in your mind. It, of what you intend to do and plan on, yeah. And as soon as somebody goes, "Hey, you're you're you know you're in," it's a spin. Ah, uh, so then you know a guy like Craig is pretty chill and knows what he's doing, and um, obviously comfortable in pretty much all situations. And so the pressure, I I think he feels pressure, but I think there's more pressure on Hunter. It's his second year at Honda, and they're putting a lot of emphasis. I'm like, yeah. hey, we need to get back to where we once were. Yeah. We're not there, and we need you to do it. Yeah. Plus, we need you to fill in for your brother, who we were expecting to do it. So, yeah he's, yeah, he's feeling it. And if there's somebody that could get in there and bother Craig for the championship, if I had to bet, I'd say it's Hunter. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to watch that group, that group of second-place guys right now. They're all great, and it's anybody's game for second, but... I feel like they're chasing Christian. And we talked a little bit about juggernauts. You know, for years it was the pro circuit team. Mm -hmm. They started with Honda, went went over to Kawasaki, and just ran the table for yeah, jeez, a long two time. decades. Would you yeah. say? I mean, they were winning everything. The number one, number one plates on his door, daunting. Uh, but we see now Star Racing Yamaha, which started their life out as a really like third rate, fourth rate team. Mm -hmm is now the place to be. If you want to win, it, that, that bike is yeah. a clear advantage. And now they're, they're showing that they've got some formula working because it's also working in the 450 class. Yeah, that 250 though, it's, I mean, arguably the fastest bike out there. Um, most proven, and they got so many guys and amateur kids coming up in there that we got Levi and coming up on the East Coast. So new kids coming in, there's a, a Deegan, there's a bunch of guys riding around on those 250s and obviously they're getting a lot of support and parts so they can put in all those laps. But I mean, just when you hear that bike and they just come out of a corner and get into the whoops or jump something, it just sounds like, wow. It's so it just throaty. It sounds like Mitch's bikes yeah. sounded when he was winning. They've got it figured out over there. And, and Craig is a bigger guy, a little bit heavier probably. So he can get a start. I, I just was kind of looking at the, where he lined up. He's, he's out towards the middle, which is you get a nice line in there, but if you get beat there, you're, you're pushed. Mm -hmm. um, but Craig is so fundamentally sound that he's going to get across the first, you know, the gate in the first 10, 15 feet and not get pinched. 
especially because there's no one coming from his right. Yeah. And I think he's confident that he can go out that far, and the spike is going to just do the rest. Uh -huh. So just take care of the first 10, 15 feet, and should be in good shape. Yeah, and again, this is why I like being next to the box, is, is, is if I, my jump wasn't great, and especially if I knew I had a fast bike, I could kind of move over into that empty space and just yeah. pull back in front of him. Yeah, that's one thing getting cut off by the guy on one side of you. You can, you can do something about it, but you can't when you get closed off on both sides. Do you see uh, how many guys are really wide, too? You got Hammaker out there. You got Moseman out there. So they're all rolling the dice. Yeah, Moseman won bit. his heat and had a, he could have gone inside. And I'm surprised to see him that far out. So that tells me he's, he's planning on getting a good start and thinks he's got the power to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think the guys that get there at the same time he does on the inside are going to allow that. He's going to he's going to get pushed. That was All a right. risk. Cards up. Five seconds on the card. All right, it's sideways. We're about to get going here. Gates down. The TVD main. Oh, it's Shimoda wide, but look inside. Oh, Craig got pinched off. And who is that on the Han? Is that Freezy? Yeah, Shimoda, Freezy, Craig, Mumford, Blos, Hammaker, Schwartz. Those are your leaders at the moment. Smart and good positioning by Craig right there. He did not go into the first corner with good position at all, but he was smart through that first turn and through the second corner and smart to position himself inside of Freeze. Freeze, you know, you can't fault him for getting good starts and running up front, but seems like there's always four or five guys in this class anyway that are faster than he is. And if Craig had gotten stuck back there a little longer, I mean, is that a disaster for the whole main? No, but you don't want to give these guys any opportunity to build confidence, like just attack right away, and he's in position to do just that. Well, it'd be interesting to me to see what Shimoda does here. He knows if he wants to be in this title fight, he's got to win. He can't let Craig beat him tonight. Wow, but look at the difference. <laughs> when you speed. got whoop speed like that, it's hard to it's hard to fight. Yeah, I mean, on that first lap, Shimoda's thinking he probably needs to guard the inside a little bit going into the whoops. Um, so Craig had a run at him, but here it's a little bit more even. But uh. So Moseman's fifth, Lawrence is sixth. Those two have got to get up to the front quick. If Craig gets out front before they're into third and fourth, it's definitely lights out. Yeah, so going down these long lanes right here, Shimoda's got to be really careful not to leave that inside open at the end. He's keeping his gap here. Nice. And this heat race, he had pressure as well and was able to hang on for a while. He had pressure from Hunter, who did not get a good start. He started right next to, to Craig. They both got a bad start, but Craig was able to make the most of it early on. Yeah, and Freezy is notoriously hard to pass. He, oh. oh, no, Shimoda stalled it. Oh, nightmare. Well, hey, maybe I'll uh, get mad. You know, sometimes you, when you're mad, you go a little bit faster. You forget about being nervous, all the pressure he was feeling from Craig, which was... Oh, Hammaker and Moseman both got freezy there, so now at least those guys are up into the mix. Yeah, it wasn't inevitable that uh, Shimoda was going to get pressure. He was already getting it now. Um, pressure's off. I think he feels like he knows where he stands with his teammate, Hammaker. So it's, he's got his eyes on Craig. I just don't see, without a mistake, that they can 
they can close that ground now on Craig. Any of them. Maybe I'm wrong. This will be a good fight here, though. Shamali well, Hamaker and Moseman all yeah, running in a pack. All the good guys are where they should be. I think uh, Lawrence, it's a bummer to, to get the start he got and not to put together the first lap that he should have. With I mean, Craig didn't get a good start either. They were pretty much side by side in the first corner. Um, so this is an opportunity, I guess. you got to look at it that way if you're Hunter. Catch these guys and uh, get confidence. Oh, is that Carson Mumford dug in big time? I don't know where he was sitting. He was back around 12th. Yeah, as I was saying for Lawrence, that, hey, catch these guys and beat them all. Put yourself in second. Gain confidence. And if you get, you know, if you get beat by Craig, whatever. But he's not even gaining on them. Mumford just... It's harder to ride through the whoop section through a rut than it is to ride through when they're fresh. And yeah. he has this case there of uh, just getting into that V, and as soon as you lose your balance, it starts going side to side. And if you're not Carmichael strong, you're not going to save that. Hamaker's coming after his teammate hard here. He's putting a bunch of pressure on Shimoda. Uh, oh, Moseman almost crashed. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Shimoda just dabbed the nose. That's what I was talking about earlier. If you, these are the kind of whoops where the spacing isn't perfect. Oh, he stalled you know? it again. He's struggling here. Yeah, it's gone downhill bad. Gosh, Let's that just shows you again. how fast it can be so going. So he missed great. that whoop, and then you see the front wheel miss another one. He missed. He kind of just skimmed two, and oh, actually three. Man, he got really lucky the way he rolled out of that. He landed down the back side of the whoop pad. Just perfectly flat. Yeah, there's a. It's unfortunate to crash, but you're going to do that. And you're going to do it a lot in practice. And you kind of learn how to crash. And yeah. in that one, I mean. Oh, Moseman's down. He's maybe a little bit lucky, but he got out of it pretty good. And now you're Hunter. It looks like Moseman clipped that tough block going to the inside and he grabbed his front brake. Hunter didn't seem to be gaining on those guys, so that's a huge gift. So he, they, they're tucking inside after that rhythm lane to get over that double. And he caught the tough block with his front brake lever and it locked his front wheel up and tucked him. What a bummer. Yeah, I think, uh, like I was saying, uh, that these whoops are kind of strange tonight to where you, you can't really expect the front wheel to touch the tops of them like you need it to. And Shimoda got in a hurry there. And... Um, his front wheel just glided the tops of those things. Watch what happens to Moseman doing a replay of him coming into this right-hander. He's going to just wash the front end out. But I I didn't notice his front brake touching it. It looked like he was already going. See the going. tough block roll? Oh, yeah. He clipped it with his front brake. Yeah. You can just I Good how eye. it happen. <laughs> Personal experience there. Man, so that shuffled him way Thrasher is back up to fourth then, just putting on a good ride. So that's good for him, I suppose. Moseman's got to get up on the box. If I mean, like we talk about, okay, I need to be that second-place guy. Yeah. Hamaker's now going to be starting to stack some points on him. You can feel that, too, if you're Moseman. You're, he's got to get in a huge hurry. He's still got time, but if he doesn't get back up on the box, there's going to be uh, – it's not going to be as funny in no. the pits, you know? No. It's, 
it's okay round one. I was wondering how they would handle things. Like, how serious are you going to take this? Because it's good to have fun and have a balance and all that, but right now there's no more balance. It's all, like, you better get this done. And poor I mean, Shimoda, man. This is going to be a second week in a row. It's just he's had a bummer race. And this time we're both, you know, really his fault. It wasn't uh, some, yeah. some fluke deal. It was his mistakes. I think that's going to be tougher to swallow. Yeah, that you know what's impressive is to see Craggy's six seconds clear, and I don't see anything really getting a hold of him tonight. Other than hey, you can get a bad start and get you know bounced around in the first turn and go down, but he went in the first corner kind of jammed, didn't get the jump, and got to the lead so quick. So it's one thing to be fast; it's another thing to be able to be fast in traffic and make passes when you need to, and still you know I mean. It's no surprise to see him out front. I am, like, impressed to see him get a start like that and to be in the lead so quick. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to Chris Blos here. This guy's been doing this a long time. Still running up in uh, ninth currently. Shimoda just pushed him back to ninth. But he's been a solid top ten guy for probably whew, 13 years. <laughs> yeah, he's been out there a long time. He's a new Barry Karsten. <laughs> Wageman just knocking on the door for a top 10. Looking at Craig here, just it looks like he's going through smaller whoops than everybody yeah. else. Just right on the tops. You're just looking at Polish right here. Doing everything just right. And he can do it right through lap traffic. He can do it right with a bad start. And that's really you know, the only thing that was going to be able to kind of test him tonight was, you know, what would happen if he got a crummy start? This. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was crummy. He was second or third around that first turn. Well, he, he it wasn't put himself as, there. It wasn't know. his uh, normal hole shot. No, going into the corner, he, it wasn't that great. Right, right, right. He did force himself into that spot. Yeah. Pretty impressed with Hammaker. Yep. Um, six seconds back of Craig, but... He didn't come from there, you know. He was behind Shimoda, so and Craig. He was already back a little bit. I don't think he's losing much time to him. No. Nope. For a rookie to come out and not a rookie, but uh, sophomore season, come out and do what he's doing. It's impressive. Yeah, I was impressed with him in the first round. Um, no surprise, he won a round last year, but um, here we go again. And he's he's pretty solid, but he's going to feel this pressure from Hunter. Hunter is seems like he's takes him a while to get going. And once he does, um, that's where he's going to stay. It, he's got to work on that, being able to go quick right now, not when you feel like it. you got to be able to just, like a light switch, you just got to be able to turn on. And, well, and, um, and he's one, got he's got to figure out starts, right? I mean, his starts have been terrible. I liked where he was lined up, just to the inside of Craig. I thought, man, he was in the driver's seat here, but just didn't get the reaction and didn't get over that first 10 feet. Yep, Freezy. Marchbanks gets blown off the track by Freeze. Marchbanks was getting punted last week a little bit, too. Um, able to get a good finish out of it, but probably getting tired of getting punted. Moseman. That's Thrasher behind him. Yeah, he's got a lot of ground to make up just to get to the next position. 
that's a not where he expected to be, I bet. I mean, at, at round one, hey, you know, weird things happen. But round two, there's no more reasoning you can give yourself for you know, excuses and yeah. passes. You have to, you have to make it work. And um, it, disappointment right now. I've ridden around like this in uh, uh -oh, kind of like a, a lousy position, and it's just it sucks all the confidence out of you. You start questioning your whole program. Schossler's down. They have the red red uh, flag out, red cross flag. That's always a bummer because, you know, Moseman had to cruise through there, keep his wheels on the ground. He lost probably five seconds to the guys in front of him. Just unfortunate timing the way he, when he came through. The way this is brewing right now with uh, Hamaker, and he had a lot more pressure from, from Hunter a lap or two ago, and he's been able to withstand that and get a little bit of a gap, which kind of goes, you know, hey, uh, this guy caught me, uh-oh, I'm worried, and then you respond, and then he drifts back, and then your confidence is back, you're no longer having to worry about protecting the inside, and he's he's earning the second right now, which for these guys at this point, the way Craig's riding is like a win. Well, if you remember the last last lap, last turn at Anaheim, these two, yep. Hunter ran it in pretty hard, and and uh, they made contact, and yeah, it's Seth was able to hold on to it. But. Looking like it could come down to that again. Hunter has got his places where he's fast, but he's definitely quicker in the whoops right there. Yeah, he, uh, Hammaker's a fighter. From what little bit I've been able to watch him, his career, I mean, he he's not going to give this up. Oh, he gets bucked. That's all it took, unless he can get back under him. Nope, Hunter goes by. Yeah, if he wasn't tough like that and a fighter, he wouldn't have probably saved that one. So he's still got an opportunity to get get back at Hunter. Hunter, it wasn't like he got the track all figured out and he's faster now. He's He was just staying there. I think Hammaker can stay there. This is going to be a good battle to watch to the end. I'm surprised these guys haven't started jumping through that longer whoop section. Yeah, I think they're maybe too close together. That's all so? I can figure. I've yeah. seen guys doing it already, though, uh, in the, even in the heats. be interesting to see if the 450 guys stop on their parade lap and kind of pick apart what you could do, you know, because sometimes it's it's four in and then three, three, three. Yeah. And, you, and I've, I've had done that before where you got to stop and go count them out. Like, okay, if I jump from here, I, I can triple all the way through or I could just go four, three, and then skim out because the last ones are so flat. The way I looked at it was if if they were the kind that were making me nervous, um, I would get in as far as I could and then get out from like three out or four out. Well, then that whoop section becomes way shorter. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. if you can get a good entrance and jump in three or four and you can jump out three or four, then eh, it's not going to bother you, you know, like, oh, no, here, here we go through the whoops again. That was one way to kind of pick it apart. And uh, so it wouldn't worry me so much. Sometimes, the, you know, if I was riding tight or something, it was because of one section, a jump that I wasn't doing or I was worried about doing it when it got rutted or the whoops. I, there was times where there'd be a, a section that was, it was doable, but it was tough. It was like everything you had, especially, yeah. you know, 125s days, right? And there was a lot of times when my team manager or my mechanic and I would just decide, okay, I'm just not going to do it. Right. I'm going to do it, you know, instead of trying to do three, whatever, three, three, I'm just going to double, double, double through it. 
yep. go to the inside because I know I can do it every lap. I, I don't have to think about it at all now. You know, where if I try to go outside and triple, triple, I'm going to be nervous about it every lap, like setting up for it and wasting energy. So sometimes yeah. you got to kind of factor, is the juice worth the squeeze? The, I did that at the Pontiac Silverdome one year. There was a big triple coming out of the stands. I used to go up in there and come out. And uh, Guy Cooper and uh, Johnson, they started jumping in like, oh, man. So I was worried I was going to have to do that in my heat race. I did it, cased it, and I never jumped it again. I won both nights up there by just focusing on the rest of the track, yeah. doubling the triple, and then when I hit the third one, I jumped out into the whoop, so it wasn't that much slower. Yeah, but you were, so then, like, like you said, the guys that were doing it were probably going, okay, yeah, yeah. I got through it that lap, and you're thinking about it the whole way around. It takes so, so much to set up for yeah, it. Yeah, you're not focused really... on the track. And he's still going through them like they're perfect. Yeah. Crazy. It's Just like, uh, you know, one I mean, lap to go. whoops is, it takes some confidence and you need some experience and a whole bunch of practice runs through the test tracks and everything, but you really want to get your weight up front. Which, you know, when you look at him walking the track, you're like, I don't want to be way over the front end. But it's like a boat. You know, you, in order to go any faster, you got to, like, you gotta it's got more power or you got to get more weight up front. Mm -hmm. And that's the whoops. You got to have the power and you got to be confident enough to stay on the front of the bike, make sure that front wheel touches every one of them. Now, also got to have the bike set up and the technique. But, yeah, you're, you're right. If you watch Jeremy, he was always head up over the handlebars. Yep. That guy could get through the whoops. Yeah, congrats to Craig. It's looking like solid. It's like, what can you do to this guy um, to, to knock him out of his rhythm? I don't know. Got to put pressure on him, but they had their chances, and he withstood it. Christian gets the win. Win number two. Hunter in second. Well, Hunter's doing what I figured he better do. Third, yeah. Mosman made it to fourth. Yeah, it didn't. I, if somebody would have said Hunter's going to get second um, on the first few laps, I, I would have doubted it. I would have doubted it, too. Yeah, he got a couple gifts, guys going down in front of him. But, whew, boy, they were gifts because he wasn't making any progress, it didn't look like. No, but like you said, I, and I wonder if that's a GP thing, like, you know, he's just used to taking his time and sort of working into his his yeah. pace. That doesn't work in Supercross. No, no, in Supercross, and that's the thing. When these guys go out and they break it down, don't just do like, you know, 15-lap main or 20-lap main. You break it down and just do like a lap sprint, come back to the gate, do another start, a lap sprint. So you can learn how to just turn it on. Go back to the truck, hang out a while, and then go back out to the track and don't take a few laps. I used to get on Villeman's case about this. Go, go out there and ride around slow a few laps and give yourself time to get into it. Go to the gate and go. And if somebody's not telling Hunter that, they need to start telling him that. Yeah. Um, but, hey, man, he, he did a good job of managing that race and ended up in second place because it, it didn't look like that's where he was going to finish. No, I wouldn't have on. said that either. He's, he's got to figure starts out and he's got to go quick faster. Yeah earlier in this race. Uh, what do you think that does for points here, just just kind of looking through the results? I mean, as we talked about earlier, Christian's going to, you know, and barring some big crash, some failure of the bike, if he keeps riding like this, it's going to be tough. But yeah. 
you've got Hunter and, and Hamaker tied for points now. They've swapped second and third. Yeah. Moseman's going to be a little bit further back, and Shimoto's a ways back, you know, if he's yeah. even in fourth or fifth. Moseman is, um, he's got to get aggressive and eliminate mistakes and maybe skip some of the goofing off. And the team managers over there got to go like, you know, hey, you know, we're not, we're not here to make it the end of the world for you. And you got you to win this weekend, but um, serious it up a little bit, you know, act like Roger DeCoster over there. And these, you know, these mistakes and so-so finishes are, aren't going to cut it. So get to work because we can't have a guy that was way back there behind you get second and you making those kinds of mistakes. I, I would feel a lot of pressure. First round, you know, I again, I forgot that he came from way back. Gate thing and even Hunter, he goes, I thought it was going to be a restart. So he was kind of riding around. Those guys, they were pretty far back, but then I think Mosman fell again in the whoops on his own. Um, eh, that's understandable at the first round, but not for two rounds. No. Not on a team like that. They have Too many mistakes. capable of way more. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, they... That Troy Lee team has is just. I feel like they need to get that breakthrough championship. Mm -hmm. They've got some wins, but they were, you know, Cole was expected to do it. Anderson beat him out that one year. Mm -hmm. Then you had Jesse Nelson, who was expected to do it. He had his injury. Uh, you had McElrath. I mean, yep. they, they've had these guys who were going to be the guy, and then it just yep. hasn't happened for them. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, I love what they're doing. That it looks good. It's fun. It's got to be. Um, but there, I remember there was a coach that went to the Dallas Cowboys, like Bill Parcells maybe. Um, and when he became coach of the Dallas Cowboys and they went through preseason stuff, some of the guys didn't have a star on their helmet. He's like, you don't get that. Potential, it's all over the place. Potential. Potential's nothing. Performance. You get out there and perform and earn that star. And um, that's where these Troy Lee guys are right now. They gotta, they, they're capable, the potential's there. Um, I'm rooting for them, you know. I'd love to see them do good, uh, but they gotta prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back in the early days, it was it was uh, limited support from Honda at the time. You know, Geico was the factory team, so we were the team was definitely getting scraps, and they were getting great results for that. Mm -hmm. Now you are the factory gas gas yeah. team. You are getting factory engines. Yep. You know, your budget is plenty big. And it's like, you just, you got to find that right guy. Easier said than done, I understand. Yeah. That's, there's so much pressure at that level. And when you feel that, you know, like, oh, no, it's just me, and I have to be the, oh, wow, you know. So yeah. It's nice you have a teammate to yeah. bounce, you know, with Craig, he's got teammates. Um, Hunter, he's got his brother. Um, Mosman's just kind of, he's all by himself. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a little tougher. I don't want to be too hard on him, but he's, he's got to get the job done. Yeah, I'd love to see him at least get some wins and set himself up to be the guy next year. Yeah.
That's an impressive ride again. Yeah. It's no surprise, but still, it's it's impressive to see uh, somebody that that good getting those wins. And you wonder, like, uh, he'll be on a 450 outdoors, probably. I think so. I, I think they're saying so. he's being the 450 truck outdoors, yeah. so he's in it now. Um, man, I I can't wait to see him on a 450. I kind of wish he was in the 450 class coming up next. Remember? I don't know if you do remember, but there was a time when uh, you could ride the, the 125 Supercross oh, yeah. and the 250 Supercross. It'd be uh, cool to see Craig just hop on a 450 right now. Who was the... Doesn't uh, look that tired. Who was the Iron Man? He used to do them both. The Chris... Uh, I don't remember oh, right now. Fart. Yeah, I can't think of who, but there was it. a few guys that used to do that. Yeah, there was guys that would qualify for both, and then they would, like, just focus on the 125 main. Yeah. But they would cruise around the 250 main just because yeah. last place was still a 1000 bucks to make yeah. it, you know. Chris Young, do you remember that yep, name? Yep, I yep, I do. Yeah. He's admitting, you know, just the start killed him. Yeah, you can't be too disappointed, Hunter, with a, with a second place, but he's thinking, you know, his wheels are turning, like, hey, I need to be a little faster, and I definitely got to take care of that first lap. If not just the start, um, the first lap, because it wasn't a great start from Craig. I mean, they were about the same. I keep saying Craig, you know, didn't have a good start. I mean, he didn't have the whole shot or top three, you know, like going into the corner. He yeah. had to figure out and kind of slither through there and then, you know, kind of make his own luck, and he did that, and Hunter got kind of hung up a little bit. You see the points here. Moseman already 16 down. Shimoda already 20 down. I mean, you're talking about almost a whole race, so looking looking bleak in a in an eight. Yeah, seven Shimoda eight race was disappointed after round one, and, and uh, I think he's gonna be a lot more disappointed this time. That's yeah. too bad. He, yeah. he had a, but hey, bright side. He was he was up there and had a look at it, and got the got the feeling. So if it happens again, you know, maybe he'll be a little bit more relaxed. He's getting used to it up there on the on the podium. Yeah. Last year he won a race and then he he kind of disappeared a little bit. Yeah. Now he's two weeks in a row. He's up there, starting to what feel do you like. Think? Can Sexton belongs. can Sexton do this or what? Absolutely he can, but um, so can like seven or eight other guys. <laughs> That's gonna be. I I was entertained watching the live timing in practice because they were all like minute minute low minute you know one minute. Point one, and then all of a sudden, 59, 59.7, yeah. 59.5, and then four guys, and then five guys, and then seven guys, all 59s close. So the the start is a big deal, of course, but um, it looks like mistakes. Yeah. That's really what it's going to come down to. Is, uh, and even Craig said, hey, I have a few sketchy moments in the rhythm sections. Um, I didn't see that to see what he's talking about, but if it was if he's mentioning it, then uh, there's a couple of those moments. 
So the looks like they're redding up. Some yeah. of those rhythm lanes are getting a little redded. Yeah, I think that it's going to come down to riding a mistake-free. As few mistakes, the better. Is going to come. It's not so much going to be the who's the fastest, and that's kind of what we saw at Anaheim. Webb wouldn't didn't light it up all day, and he wasn't amazing in the main event, but he got second. And um, it's the guy that makes the fewest mistakes tonight is going to be the one that comes out on top. I um I think it'll be interesting here to see what uh, you know if Tomac continues his streak. Like you know I always look for a correlation of lap times and qualifying. Mm -hmm. Does that transfer to overall results in the main event? It's sometimes it does. I think there's certainly a you could look at it in hindsight and you go, yeah you know this guy was fast all day. It doesn't make sense that he was here. Doesn't always mean because he was fastest in qualifying won the heat that he's going to win the main, but mm -hmm. he'll be up there. But yeah. what about these other guys, you know? What about Malcolm? He had a crash, but he's definitely going fast. Yep. What if he gets a whole shot? Uh, you know, there's still some <laughs> yeah. there's still some players marred. He's been, I haven't even really seen him, but like, you know, he's, he's, there. he's got the capability. Yeah, he's there. So, Anderson. Anderson, he's won here before in a really close back and forth with, with Roxanne, maybe. Mm. Um, Tomac is one here. Webb is one here. I think the yeah. I think those whoops that long set is going to make the difference. The the sec the shorter set coming back doesn't seem to be as chewed up, but the the one the long one, you know where Kenny crashed. Yep. You can already see guys are. So here, here's something: it. if if Roxin whole shots this thing, and he can, um, he's so fast in the whoops, just right mm -hmm. across the top, mm -hmm. and. It's real jumpy, and I just talked about mistakes. Well, he's real precise. If he gets the whole shot and he's got some guys trying to, you know, kind of block passing each other or whatnot, and he gets just a little bit in the clear, he can just do the same thing again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely could do the same thing again. Um, I'm not laying money on that, but I'm just saying if he gets a start, whew, he, oh, it's, that it's could be two in a row. Certainly a possibility. Yeah. He won three in a row last year. Um, when he gets hot, it's it's pretty tough to to do something about it, especially with two long whoop sections like that. And and uh, when it takes like the kind of skill he's got, where he can't just you know at Anaheim it took maybe a little bit of muscle, a little bit of creativity, and the track was kind of spongy. Um, here, I think it lends itself even more to Ken, where you got to be real delicate and real careful with the throttle control and gear selection and precision going through those rhythm sections. Kind of, it goes into the favor of a guy like Ken, from what I've seen so far. Hey, again, a big thank you to our sponsors for this uh, Saturday Night Live program, Yamaha. Uh, the Blue Crew is dominating, whether it's amateur racing, 250 class, we just saw Christian Craig, two wins in a row. Uh, Eli Tomac getting the win in his heat, and these things are winning shootouts, 250, 450, uh, the 125, 252 strokes, all their stuff is great, amazing reliability and quality and performance, so get over to your local Yamaha dealer and check that out. Matrix Concepts, uh, look, anything you guys need to be dialed in, um, tie downs, ramps, tents, toolboxes, all of that, um, get over to matrixracingproducts.com. You guys have an incredible line of products in all kinds of different colors, match whatever kind of setup you have. SKDA, if you guys need graphics for your bike, check these guys out. At least have a look at them before you make a decision. Uh, pretty incredible stuff over there and amazing customer service. SKDA.com.au. Everything is 
designed and produced down in Australia, but shipped worldwide through DHL. Uh, great, great program they've got going over there. And on-track schools. If you're somebody looking at a homeschool program for one reason or another, uh, check them out. They are fully accredited, K through 12. Very flexible schedule. They'll work with you for you know if you're traveling a lot for racing or if you're somebody who's just disenfranchised with public schools at the moment. That's a great option. Uh, OnTrackSchool.com. And again, a long list of racers who've done this. They do scholarships for for racers. Uh, do a big uh, graduation ceremony at Loretta Lynn's Amateur National every year, uh, which is really cool. It was neat to see Emig come back, you know, because he yeah. for years didn't have a diploma. Uh, came back just, I think it was, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, got his diploma at Loretta Lynn's, so pretty neat. Uh, OnTrackSchool.com. And finally, Class X, our buddy Grant over there, just, just wanting to bring back fun and uh, kind of to the grassroots of the sport, you know, local races and, and fun events. Uh, he is putting on the 500 Nightmare Race, sort of a tip of the cap to the guys at the 125 Dream Race. Uh, this is going to be July 16th and 17th at the Fossil Bowl in Clarkia, Idaho. Uh, anybody that's in the Northwest or this, this side of the Rockies, check it out. It's an amazing track, and uh, it's going to be a really fun event. I'm trying to get up there for it. Uh, we'll see, see if I can pull it or not, but lots of fun. Thanks for the shirts, Grant, and the bibs. If I could reach it, I'd... Hold it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, there's somewhere. It's pretty cool. He likes to do the throwback thing. The shirt is like a Wrangler kind of a deal. Yeah. Oh, that's and, uh, neat looking stuff. Yeah. He's always got the apparel from, you know, before his, his, uh, what does he call it? His, uh, 30 year coma. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, I, I, I appreciate that, you know, like growing up in Montana racing, I can only, you know, relate to what it was like there, but it was, you know, super family oriented we'd all camp and barbecue the night before and kids were riding bicycles around yeah. parents were all drinking beer and just you know I don't know man it was like fun family event yeah and uh, the first I feel time like he, we lost some of that it's yeah and he's trying to put some of that pour some of that back on it he invited me up to one when I first met him and uh, it's, that's how his area was the kids and you know he's like oh my moto's on the line you know <laughs> he, yeah. he fell and broke a rib, I think, and I think, yeah, he broke a rib, and he still, like, had to get all that loaded up yeah. and everything, and, uh, you know, he's he's a funny guy. I like being around him. Yeah, he's a good dude. He was a fireman at one point, too. I'll yeah. Yeah. Football. Um, I, I just, I appreciate that. I feel like today, guys don't race as much anyway. Yeah. You know, they go practice all, all week long, and but we just don't see as much local racing. I know, I know that's true around here. Um, and it just seems like it is everywhere. I love that, the aspect of, of keeping the local racing, just remembering where I came from. And whenever I had, you know, you hear these guys talk about, oh, we race too long and the off season's not long enough. And um, man, when I wasn't racing, I felt like I was losing a little bit. And so I always go ride one or two local races a year you know during the off season or even during the season i'd have you know two week break or something and go ride a local race just to stay sharp plus it's kind of neat like i remember when hannah came and did that uh down in south carolina a couple times it was really cool like there he is yeah you know what's he doing here yeah and then he'd ride with us a little bit in the practices and in one moto he'd get on let us have a chance then he'd smoke us in the second moto i wanted to kind of keep doing that and it kind of held its value I've, I've seen some pictures recently surface of like remember that time you know back yeah. in 86 so, 
Yeah, local races is important. Yeah, it's neat. I, I, I hope that it, um, that can kind of come back. Oh, man, he got lucky. Yeah, this. Yeah, you can see he, he, just did hit his he just grazes Ouch. it, though. That could have been so much worse. Yeah, looking at uh, how close of a call that was for Roxanne in practice going down in the whoops and his teammate just being in the, I don't know what you call that, the right or wrong place at that time. That was, I've had, I got in a crash when Hannah and Howerton were doing their thing back in the day, 79, I think, my first year on the, so I was getting lapped. <laughs> and I, I got in a crash on a, on a in Denver. And I just, the first instinct you have is to turn around and see who's coming, and it was Hannah, and he just barely missed me like that. So. You remember when uh, Ricky crashed in the whoops in Vegas, and yes. Albie came through and just blew his head off? Spun him around. That was horrible. I don't know how he was okay from that. Yeah. Fork leg just caught him right in the head. So there's a look at Tomac. So he's right next the to the box. spot as Craig was, and um, not because that worked or anything, but that's... That's where he figured it's best to come from the outside. And uh, Sexton just to the inside of him. It's funny. Sexton known for his starts, it seems like, and um, that I can see. And Tomac not known for his starts. See, that's a good position for Eli, though, because if Chase gets a good jump, yeah. Eli can, can move to the right a little bit and have some cushion. Yeah, it's not over. And follow Chase into the first turn just outside of him if, if he's behind. Yeah, looking at the sand section, that's uh, they kind of flatten it all out. But those tire marks you're looking at are just from the sight lap. So, all right, it's going to take some up. few laps for that to develop. Yeah, you come in there with no berm. It's a little squirrely those opening laps. All right, ten seconds. I thought these guys would favor more of the inside, but it looks like it's going to come from the middle. Yeah, it is right. I mean, it's five five positions either side of the gate. 450 main event, gates down. Oh, Malcolm got pinched hard. AC comes in hot. AC McElrath again. I think Anderson's up there. Looks like Plessinger. That's interesting, Barsha. So Cincerello, McElrath, Roxon, Anderson, Muskin, Barsha, Plessinger, Sexton, Savachi. There's your top nine. See that intensity from Roxon. As soon as he entered the picture, you could tell he was making moves, putting himself in a position to be able to make more moves. Cooper Webb is nowhere. I don't even see him. Way back. Man, you know, I watched a video of, of uh, Cincerella. Webb's 14th right now, so after he's, he's got work to do. The first round at Anaheim, it was like watching an episode of the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I mean, like, good grief. Now, I know he didn't have pressure because his shoulder's hurting, but that lifestyle. Who I is mean, this? Cincerella, oh. just incredible. Like, he's on a spin bike and what looked like a nice house, but it was just his, his rig. He's so used to being out front and treated like a star, and he can definitely perform like one it's hard to believe he's injured all that he's doing and all that he's done so far early laps of these races he's it's just mind-boggling to me that he's got a shoulder separation that he says he's got not and, saying he doesn't have it i'm just it's it's amazing to see what he's doing yep anderson uh moves his way into second past McElrath. good pass there he looks to be on his way forward now he's in a good spot here because oh, yeah. he knows his his teammate's not going to last this whole 20 laps yeah i think adam was going to ride smart 
Plessinger goes by in a third. If he's feeling a, seeing a front wheel from Anderson all over the place, he's going to just give way. And, and I think Anderson knows that. So that's, he is in a really good spot. I think he knows that he's going to last longer in this race, according to AC and his shoulder deal. So See, he's got that. the jump rhythm down. Yep. That's much easier and less wear and tear on that shoulder. He said well, he felt weak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've separated shoulders. It, it, it does. It just cause, it creates weakness. You can't, you can't uh, pull up the way you'd like. And his obviously isn't too bad. He wouldn't be able to race, but it's, he's probably just fatiguing as it goes on. And you start to use different muscles to hold on, so then it wears those out. Yeah, it just puts a premium on being precise, and he, so far he's doing just that. But, man, it's starting to get really busy behind him. Okay, Tomac back to eight. So here's our running order. Cincerillo, Anderson, Plessinger, Barsha, McElrath, Roxon, Sexton, Tomac, Stewart, and Webb in tenth. So all our guys who are, are winners, six, eight, and ten. Those are the, the ones who have won the majority of the races. they got a lot of work to do yeah, if they want to win this Yeah, Marvin and Ferrandis way back, 11 and 12. Yeah, Moose in 11th, Brandis 12th. This is going to be an interesting race. This thing's far from over. Stewart in 9th. Got Webb and him battling right here. See him Tomac's got over. the jump rhythm. Looked like Stewart started to close the door just a little bit. Eh, not too bad. But I don't think Webb's going to stay back there behind Malcolm for very long. Unless Malcolm's just going fast and they're making progress. But if, if for any reason... Kenny's down? No. Kenny's down. Oh. oh, man, this is bad for his championship hopes. That's the corner right before the finish. Yep, he must have got squirrely in the whoops. Wow, he was... That puts him to 16th. He was charging and in a pretty good spot to at least get on the box, but now it's Anderson starting to apply the pressure because he can feel it. Here it comes. From the least, the, one of the guys I would least have expected, Plessinger. Great move by Anderson. You yeah. see him set that up in that corner before, scrub that finish line or that double jump hard, and, and when he landed, he was committed. Yeah, and he had the pass pretty much made, and there was no way that AC was going to do anything about that and try to close it off. Well, this is a great opportunity for Anderson. He'll never have a better position to be in, where all the guys really capable of beating him are, are way back. Yeah, everybody that can beat him, is they're buried. I don't think Barsha can reach him. Barsha in fourth, I don't think he can reach him. Tomac is making some good progress, and he's still got time to do one of those Tomac nights where you're like, how in the world did he come from yeah. clear back there? He's, he's not that far back no, there right it's now. It's basically one full straightaway, and he's closed that up before. There's still plenty of time. Yeah, that's the one guy that if I was Anderson, I would be glancing down those rhythm lanes in the air, like seeing where's Tomac. And if he's gaining, oh, man, here he comes. Well, that, that spot right there where he passed Cincerillo, you come into that straightaway, you get a nice shot. Oh, here's, a, oh, here's Kenny's man. crash. Yeah, Kenny just got a little bit, he floated one of those whoops and hit a, it was a gnarly jolt. I think that caught him by surprise how hard he hit. And then he just high-sided. Like he, he's kind of sitting there like, what did I even do that caused all that? Yeah, he got out of that pretty lucky, you know, because it tossed him up into a tough block. I think he probably got hurt, but just definitely rattling. Man, this is the kind of ride that Plessinger needed. Switching teams. Uh, he's got, you know, there's a Roger DeCoster factor, I think. Yeah. You know, there's a Mitch Payton factor. Yeah. There's some people that have a big influence in this sport. Roger's one of them. And 
that influence is starting to, you can see its impact. He just gets by AC now into third. This would be a, man, for him to come out and get a podium here. Wow. Because he's been nowhere, not in qualifying, not in heats, not in the main. He hasn't been anywhere near the front. Yeah, that not really doing anything that would indicate that he would get up into second like this and be this close to the lead. Yeah, it's a solid ride from him so far. Man, he actually is sticking real close to Anderson. Yeah, and he's good in whoops. See the way he jumped out of there? That was nice. Get in quick and try to jump out. Just eliminate getting hitting one like Kenny did. Yep. He didn't even touch the one Kenny that, that bit Kenny. Man, to see him this close to the lead is it's a shocker. I didn't I didn't see this coming. This is where you know we're talking about. Oh, there's like seven, eight guys that can win. It's uh, it's being proven right here. Yeah. It's probably surprising Anderson too a little bit. He's probably thinking, really? This guy's hanging on me. Man, what do I have to do to get rid of him? I know. Normally you know he I just could. wants a cushion. If he could, that that five six second cushion is so nice to have, and he he's not having it. The rut down the middle of that whoops. You can see Anderson just working his body English side to side to keep the bike straight in there. That's just going to get harder and harder and harder. Then if you come through, then there's lap riders in front of you, and they're in that rut. Then you got to go somewhere else, oh. change your line. Gosh, you see Barsha just Oof. they're dancing. Those things must be really cupped. Barsha, he's a little like Carmichael, though. We're like, some, you know, we see that and go, yikes. But he doesn't even <laughs> seem to phase him that I much. Know. I just see the bikes dancing left to right more, more here than I have in a long time. Yeah, I think the they're whoops. they're trying to stay in a rut, <clears throat> and they might, as long as this goes, they might have to get out of that rut. It might be easier to just deal with them than it is to deal with the whoops and the rut. These main events. I mean, I, we spoke about this a little bit last week, but they're so long when you're out there. I mean, it, at this point in the race, you're almost looking for a, like a two-lap board. Yeah. And you're not even a halfway. No. You know, and you mentioned that. Like, sometimes you get that halfway board and you're like, really? Yeah. I thought I was going to be seeing a two-lap board. Yeah. Well, I mean, it... From a fitness standpoint, they, these guys are prepared for that. I mean, AC here with his shoulder, maybe not as much as Barsha, but you know, they they kind of know how they're going to do. But it's it's what's happening to the track now yeah. that they go on not on 20 laps, but on time. That's an extra three, four, five laps on the track where it gets harder and harder, and and the pressure to have to go through a rhythm section in ruts and still do you know three, three or whatever it's taking. That's, uh, that's where you start seeing the mistakes, especially when they are a little bit more tired towards the end. Anderson, Plessinger, Cincerello, Barsha, Tomac up to fifth, Stewart in sixth, Webb seventh, Ferrandis eighth, Muskin ninth, Sexton tenth. That's, look at that block of people. Barsha, Tomac, Stewart, Webb, Anderson, Ferrandis, Muskin, and Sexton. All yeah. of them from sixth I mean, to just pretend tenth. you're Sexton. You won your heat, and you're like, hey, you know, I should be up front, top three or five at least. Well, you got to pass Marvin. Then you got to pass Ferrandis. Then oh. you got to pass Webb. Then good luck getting around Stewart. Oh, then Barsha, Tomac. Barsha came in for blood. He gets AC yeah. for third. Yeah, it's it's so much talent this year. Well, what's neat about this from a, a championship perspective is 
you have a, like Roxton has a crash, right? Yep. The, the points are going to be totally mixed up because your podium guys are all over the place. Anderson had a, and Plessinger had a bad race. If they go one, two, well, now they're back in the mix, but everybody's going to stay really tight with points. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of shuffling going on. I noticed that Anderson, before he crossed the starting line right there, he got out of that corner and squared it and stayed out of the rut. So this is kind of at that part of the main where you're kind of on the back nine and, and thinking, okay, um, that line's going away, start changing it up, be prepared to, to do something different when you get into lapped riders. And so far he's been able to maintain that cushion over Plessinger where it's not really a big problem, but man, if he's still there later, he's gonna be worrying about it. AC gets passed by Tomac, looks like he's headed backwards. His shoulder has had enough. Yep, Ferrandis making progress. Getting a lot of pressure from Webb, and it's kind of late in the race to start, you know, making a push. But it's it's never too late to make a push. It's, it gives you confidence um, for the rest of the race and the rest of the races to be able to get something started. And seventh isn't bad when you look at this lineup. I suppose we should have seen this coming, like we talked about earlier. The lap times all being so close, you know, there was. I think I'd have to go back and look, but maybe six guys in the same second, and then maybe ten guys within a second of that. You just had so many guys that were so close. There wasn't the big separators like the whoops or a rhythm lane that only a few guys are doing. Everyone's doing the same thing. That yep. makes it tough to pass. You get a bad start like this whole block of guys, and, man, it's tough to work through them. Yeah, Adam early on is able to show you how good he is and what you know, things to come. But man, if you're not 100% or even 90%, you can forget it. There's just too many good guys. They're just going to blow right through you. He's just in like, oh, where's the two lap board? And it's going to be a while. Yeah, he's in survival mode here, whether it's arm pump or just general fatigue. So the Yamaha guys, man, at Tomac to fourth, Verandas to sixth, time on the clock, guys right in front of him. Limiting the damage here because it, it didn't look good early, but it, unlike Anaheim, these guys are moving forward. I think Webb's going to be pissed. I mean, if he comes out of here with a seventh, fifth, sixth, or seventh, and Mooskin's yeah. behind him, you know, that's those guys are going to be upset. See that rut? If you get behind somebody right there, it's, what are you going to do? You just got to go their speed. Surprise Webb followed him in there. You might not have realized that. that uh, that was the pace that Adam was going to hold through there because you can see the difference in speed in this section. Adam is just like, oh, give me the white flag. He's sick of it. You don't want to just get out of the way. No, you want to race, but you can't, can't really race. You, you got know? a block of guys like that coming through. Yeah, there's really nothing you can yeah. do about it. That's a bad feeling. Yeah, I think Marvin's a little quicker than Webb. That's what it looks like, isn't it? Yep. I, I don't think Webb's going to like give way like Adam did. <laughs> There's no way. He's going to fight for it, teammate or not. Webb is one of the hardest guys. He's got to be one of the toughest guys to pass. He's just so solid. He doesn't make big mistakes. Yeah, he's he just didn't, stubborn. Didn't leave any room right there on the inside. And now that he's done everybody in front of him, smart to go down the rut. He's got the balance and can j jump through there. Now Sexton going around Adam Cincerello. 
Adam, I mean, be leading it for a little while and 10th. That's how many good guys there are. Oh. If you're not ship shape, it's forget it. And again, Sexton in ninth. He's not going to be happy with that at all. Roxon in 13th. So you're going to see a huge point shake up here for sure. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, I, who would be even be leading at this point? Barsha. Maybe Barsha. Yep. A couple of podiums back to back. Yeah, there's nothing about looking at Sexton right here. At least you know it's like, oh well, no wonder. You know, he's in ninth. Oh, he looks pretty good. Finally, it seems as though Anderson has crept away a little bit and created enough of a gap to where all, he's just going to just manage this race. Yeah. Oh. He's still having a push, though. He makes one mistake, and he's got Plessinger right on him. Got the classic shirt untucked. <laughs> this, this guy. Good at picking like lines. To, we need to make him like a unitard jersey that kind of snaps <laughs> underneath him, it clips on. This guy's never finished a race with this jersey tucked in. Yeah, I like the way that he's rounding off all these corners. I mean, he's got enough of a lead where he can take his time a little bit and think like, hey, what would be the best way? He's taking his time through the whoops right there, but through the corners, the way he rounds them off and keeps his momentum up, that's just... At the end of a lap, it's fast. Oh, he's, he's riding incredibly. I, I think we're, we're maybe, you know, you've got to consider him as a title threat now. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, think, he, I think coming into the season, at least for me, I wasn't sure. I thought that move to Cowie was odd a little bit. Mm -hmm. We saw how fast he looked at the opening round, just had some bad luck. And now if he can pull this win off, he's got himself right back in the mix. Yeah. He's proven he can do it. New team, fresh look, fresh attitude. Um, you know, a fast teammate to watch and learn from during practice and, and during the week, bike data. And he's won the championship before. So, yeah, definitely he just showed up on the radar for a title. Not that he wasn't there, but he had to prove it like this. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, uh, well, I'm just wondering, can Plessinger, I, I don't like to ask questions. I should be the expert, but I, I'm kind of wondering here, like, if you're Plessinger, kind of surprised. Like, where is everybody? Well, they're back in 8th, ninth, and 10th, and he's still got a pretty good gap to Eli. I mean, Eli's not doing that, you know, fly through the pack and catch everybody really quick. No. He's not way behind him. He still can catch him, but... There's enough time that he could catch Barsha for third, but I think Barsha's actually closing in on Plessinger here, so this could end up being a tight finish for the last spot on the box. See who can stay clean these last few laps. Yeah, it's it's rotting up, it's getting slippery. Got these guys, whatever line they started off using, they've, they've had to switch that. And Barsha's strong. He's a scrapper, so if Eli can catch him. Yeah, um, he's another guy that doesn't give it up easy. Yeah, good luck with passing him. <laughs> He's the kind, you know, you can pass him coming into one of these corners and he's got to get close, but then, then you got to really be smart to not let him get back underneath you. This is going to be a good fight because I don't think Eli's, he's not going to be happy with third. You see second, he's going to want it. Well, this is his time of the race. He and Webb both, where they normally come on. Man, just, yeah, he's I right just think there. this track isn't separating the guys enough. 
You know what I mean? Everybody's kind of doing the same thing, and it's... Eli gets creative and somehow is able to manufacture a little bit more. And look at it. It's tightening up. That's what I was wondering. I was thinking this was going to get tight. Um, Barsha, Katchen, Plessinger just looks like a tiny bit. Uh, Eli, they've got their spots on the track where they get a little tighter and then the, the gap grows again, but Eli's pretty oh, close. You see that line? Barsha was so far left. He damn near landed on a tough block. They're searching for traction and something smooth. You can see him looking at the edges, cutting inside. Feet up right there. The lap before that, feet yeah, I never up. Yeah, I saw that. A little 90-degree rut. I think if the track were kind of spongier and, and more rutted like Anaheim was, I think Eli would be a little bit even faster than this. But you got to be careful on this kind of harder and slick track. Yeah. And you start pushing it really hard, this is where it can bite you. On that spongy stuff, you can kind of get away with it. He, that was fast. He's like a... Wow. Uh, you know, he bulldogs the bike. He's not a finesse guy. So the more traction he's got, then the harder he can push it. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, when it gets those slick spots that'll you, you'll just break loose. Yeah, he can has only to, go. He has to kind of back down the rev limiter a little bit. Yeah, he can only go so fast in that stuff. Beautiful way that Anderson rounded that bull corner off. Just nice arc. Good for him. Uh, you know, he had a good finish going at Anaheim, too, yeah. until Barsha changed it. <laughs> but, um, you know, he was cool about it. It was sort of funny, and he was probably pretty irritated. But, um, yeah, I wonder how sincere that was. Yeah, sincere, but also, like, he, you know, he planned on doing this. Yeah. This is definitely going to ease that pain a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, man, when I look back at what where this race went weird was Roxon going down. Because he certainly had the skill and the speed to get up and, and be a factor in this thing, at least for the podium. And, and um, man, well, that's a big blow. Well, big championship implications, right? Because he gave up, uh, let's see where he's sitting at 13th now. I mean, you, if he could have held on to just a podium. Yeah, you know, he's given up a chunk. A 10, 10 point plus chunk of points. There, he's flopping with, uh, flip-flopping with, with uh, Tomac from last year. Tomac went 13-1, and um, Roxon is looking like he's possibly going to have gone 1-13. Mm. And Webb caught up and beat both of them in the title, so Last long way lap. to go. One, one lap to go for Anderson here. Looks like he's got this thing wrapped up. Yeah. And this wasn't handed to him either. I mean, you just see the intensity he's riding with. He's he's earned this. And that he lead. showed up in all the practice sessions, the yep. time practice, the, the free practice, I mean, and then the two time practices. Um, he was quick. You could tell. He, he meant business. And uh, it's cool to see. You know, sometimes you, you have a good night like that, and you do mean business, and it doesn't work out for you. But it's I like to see him get paid off when they put forth that much effort and um, get the result. It's Plessinger, man, what a surprise. Yeah, great He's good, yeah. he's good. He's, I didn't know he was better than Tomac and Webb and Sexton and you know the way they've been riding. Well, sometimes it just takes, you know, 
he just needed to get a start and be up there in a position to show this, and he did it. Awesome ride for Anderson. Yeah. And Plessinger. Barsha yeah. back on the podium. He's going to take over the points lead. Tomac fourth. It's not a bad ride for him. Uh, Tomac won't be. He'll think he'll be a little bit disappointed. I think. I wonder who's happier, uh, Plessinger or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Anderson and Plessinger, man. Solid rides for those guys. Congrats. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like to see those guys fight it out, but then have that kind of moment, just bumping, bumping. I mean, and that's cool. They're stoked for each other. That's how I was when I raced here in 84. I was stoked to be on the podium, yeah. you know? Felt like I had a good night. Well, all right, so break that down. Uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot went on there, but I think if you're, if you're Kenny, one, I'm curious to see if he got hurt any more in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got, the way he hit that whoop, he did like, it was a jolt. It was a jolt. And then he kind of got hit into the ball turn. And he sort of, I think he was just like, what did I do so wrong that caused all that? You well, know? if you remember so, when he crashed earlier in the day in the whoops, he was kind of rubbing his left shoulder, and yeah. the, his left, uh, you know, like uh, shoulder blade. And so I wonder yeah. if the way he went into that berm, it was on his left side again. It was an off day. I wonder if he's sure. just aching. I mean, he looked fast after that. He looked good in his heat, but an off day. And uh, he gave up a chunk of points with that. And um, Anderson... Get in a good spot and he didn't get the whole shot, but he got into a good spot to be able to win that thing and for him to rebound and he had a good one going at Anaheim. That's what I was planning on doing at Anaheim. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like he's there. Now it's a, he's a title contender and anybody was wondering, myself included, if he was if that was a good move over to Kawasaki, I think he just answered it. So Anderson's showed himself to be a title contender, race winner, obviously. Barsha, I think you know, one knock against him, he, he's fast enough to get wins. He, he does well at the opener. But what about throughout the entire yeah. season? He always has some off finishes, and, and it doesn't seem to be in title contention at the end. Yeah. He's got the red plate now going into next week. Uh, is that something he can continue? I mean, what I've seen out of his riding is more consistency. He's been getting better, and last year, fourth overall in the series, that was his best season yet. Yep. So he's, it's a stepping stone to get there. And, um, it, hey, if the, the favorites, you know, the, the, I mean, not that Anderson's not a favorite, but we're, we're looking at Webb and Tomac, guys like that. If they're going to keep kind of messing around and, and being 5th, 6th, 10th and stuff, then um, Barsha, that opens it up for him to keep the red plate a little longer, I think. Plessinger proved to me tonight he could win a race. Yeah. Um, if, if, if he and Anderson were in switched roles, yeah. maybe Aaron just holds on to it. Yeah. Hard to say. So that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we look at those three, the three big race winners, Webb, Rox, and Tomac. Uh, all off nights tonight. Um, well, I say off, just not the results they'd hoped no, for. They're not going to be happy with that. Um, I certainly doesn't, doesn't mean we count them out of the championship chase. They win the majority of the races, it seems like. Uh, I don't know that that'll change or not. We'll have to wait, keep watching the races to see. Who else stood out for you? Sexton was a non-existent yeah though. just off and uh Ferrandis, okay but i don't think he's going to be happy with that at anaheim i think he had brake trouble then okay that makes sense and then he stalled it well okay um but i don't know that he had a reason to be back there tonight 
you know, other than the start. And boy, I, I don't think uh, Eli and, and Ferrandis are. They they didn't come back. They got first and second at the second round last year, and they're nowhere near that. Yeah. So back to work over there. And I think the other one that is uh, has got to be frustrated is Marvin Muskan. Showed great speed at A1. He's he's a guy who it's time to win. Yeah. Like he has to win this title. Yeah. If I mean, his, I think this may be his last season. Yeah. That had to be a disappointing night for him as well. I doubt Webb is rattled. He's probably like you know, eh, I didn't do yeah. what I wanted, but. Well, I'll the, take it. the good news is that it was such a flip-flop of points. You know, you're, you're probably going to have Tomac in second, Barsha leading, but it's going to be tight. Yeah. Everybody's going to be just stacked right up close. So no, no reason to lose your mind, but um, some definitely weird results for some of them tonight. Yeah. Let's listen to Jason here. cool that was cool yeah i'm stoked for him pretty pretty uh pretty cool to see him come back i wasn't sure like that championship he won mm -hmm. he was awesome that year yeah but then it was like poof yeah, that guy disappeared, disappeared he's still fast and could pop up but it wasn't like he took him serious for a championship i don't know that he took himself serious either but whatever was going on over there like i think he went Kind of like the web did that for a little while. He's just like, nah, it's not working. And now he's someplace where he's like, okay, if I can get something started here, I'm back. Yeah. And he did. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool for him. Let's see what the points are looking like here. No, they're not going to show us yet. <laughs> I like this guy's show. Yeah. <laughs> he's rocking the cowboy hat. I love this guy. <laughs> oh, man. I think he was throwing a little extra twang on that voice, too. Did you yeah. hear that? He kind of had a Blake Sheldon thing happen. Yeah, there, he, you know? I think he's from Ohio, but he sounded like Kentucky or 
Yeah, I wondered, like, okay, who's happier, Anderson or, well, there you go, about the same. He should so be Barsha, happy. Barsha, and look at this, Barsha, Anderson, Webb, Plessinger, and there is, geez, six points separating wow. the top five. So Kenny's still in it, Eli's yeah. still in it. It really, was a there's disaster for Kane, yeah. but it wasn't a disaster. So. Even Chase in ninth place right now is only yeah. ten points out of the lead. That's yeah. nothing, right? That, you make that up in one night, just like what happened to Roxanne Man, today. Yeah, that's just, we got a lot to look forward to here in this series. Yeah, this is going to be fun. JB in his tight pants, man. He's just begging the memes guy to come at him. <laughs> That's it. Put the little logo over it. Last week, the top three were just shocked and surprised. This week, they're all stoked. Yeah. You know? Different yeah. mood up there. Well, look, that was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's definitely, for me, making me just just froth for the rest of the yeah. season. because it's going to be good. We don't know. We still don't know what's going to happen. No. Like, I don't think that anybody has really solidified themselves as the guy. It usually happens, right? Yeah. Everyone sort of slots in. Yeah. I still think everybody's going, no, I got this. Yeah. I can still do this. You know, now we just... We got two two new guys who had bad weekends last weekend. Now they're up front, um, and vice versa. So lots of interesting stuff happening. Quick thanks to our sponsors again: Yamaha, Matrix Concepts, SKDA, On Track Schools, and Class X. Uh, they they're bringing you these uh, these things. So if you like them, show some love to those guys. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. David, thanks for joining me again. Thank you. It's a yeah, lot of fun. fun. And uh, yeah. we'll see you guys next weekend. Good, clear.